0: And welcome to another episode of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast.
1: I'm one of your hosts and glad to be back, TNK. To my right, I got... Ravishing Randy. Good to be back in studio. It's been a a hot minute. Wouldn't you say that, Ramsey? What's going on,
2: buddy? Oh, what's going on, guys? Oh, yeah. We got... (laughs) We haven't recorded since, what, August... And since then, I think we the have, last show
1: that we did was a week before the big weekend, before yeah. Labor Day weekend. God, been blurring
0: around, man. We've been <laughs> all our schedules a bit messed.
2: Since our last podcast, we have had chairs, a wrestler bitten by a dog, QR codes, a fucking rabbit, a
1: wrestler bitten by a dog, or do you mean a wrestler bitten by another? Uh, no, by a wrestler? dog. Was that his name?
2: No.
0: No. Go ahead. Go keep going. Oh, get you the don't... fuck
2: out of here! Yeah. You didn't hear that? No. Ken Omega got bit by the fucking dog that was in fucking CM Puck's uh, locker room. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh, I, no, I, didn't know. Oh. I
0: thought the dog's name oh. was Ace Steel. Oh. I thought Ace Steel bit him. That's what oh, everybody no, was saying. No, no, there said. was a dog. No.
1: no, okay.
0: No, there
2: was a dog
1: in there. Well, no, we knew we knew Larry was in there, but all, all the reports him. are saying it was Ace Steel that bit him. Yeah, I heard no, Ace Steel bit him. I heard, I
2: heard him. a dog bit him.
1: Shit, you're the I only one that heard that. Ah. Yo, keep going, man. Keep going. Yeah, no, Sorry. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean uh, to disrupt your flow. Yeah, I just to. And I was like, Duck. go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah did. from from that, you got fucking Fallout. After Fallout, who's gonna get? Who's left? People leaving AEW. Try to go back to WWE. We got WWE um, debuts. Raw is fucking killing it. Triple H is killing it, and. Sami Zayn in the Bloodline, killing it. And something old is coming back. And we got, finally, a, a new pay-per-view refresh. So, there's a lot of shit we can talk about. But let's first, ooh, excuse me. Let's talk about Labor Day weekend. And let's talk about the fallout. We don't have to talk about the matches because both cards were great.
1: Yeah, Clash of the Castle killed it. There's one of those things after seeing Clash that you were like, "Well, shit, how's AEW gonna counter that?" Because that was a great show, and then the the pettiness of WWE running NXT Worlds Collide the morning of the All Out pay per view, and that was that was a good show too. And then AEW brought it, but uh, both shows brought it,
0: man. I loved it, yeah. I loved it.
1: Um,
2: uh, uh, well, let, let's first, let, before we go into the fallout. Let me ask Kurt, what is your favorite match of that weekend? Oh God, that is so damn tough.
0: I knew I or the one match I marked on my calendar. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Was I, I think everybody's had it. Sheamus versus Gunther. Yep. yep. I was like, I don't yep, give a shit about all. Yep. I mean, I do want to see the other matches, but I am going to watch this match. And by God, it lived up to the hype.
1: I will say this, okay, and and this is where you see the difference in Triple H now being the head of creative is just the little minute details that go into either pre-match, post-match, backstage, whatever. But that whole, the start of that match, the basically the, the other outliers of the Brawling Brutes and Imperium, they're side-by-side side with their respective guys, and then they start going at it, beating the shit out of each other, knocking each other out of the ring. And Sheamus and Gunther just staring daggers into each other, not flinching a muscle, not moving an inch, and then as soon as the bell finally rings, they just start beating the fuck out of each other.
0: Literally, it wasn't even like a work. They just shoot, like slap the shit out of each other. Fantastic match. Five star. Dave Meltzer
1: gave it. Deserved it. Do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch that match. Um, I, I, think, I think there was maybe a grand total of three actual wrestling moves that were conducted <laughs> in the match. And the rest of it was just kicks, punches, slaps, and just... Uh, Sheamus' chest after that match, holy shit. And we've talked about Gunter's previous matches when he was Volter uh, going up against Ilya Dragunov and just the way Dragunov's chest and back look after those matches. But that pasty white fuckboy Sheamus, the way he looked after that match. Holy so what was your How about you?
2: So that match, once I saw that match, I said to myself, I was like, I don't know how anybody... And, and either uh, WWE or AEW was going to follow that. Because that really was one of those matches like, holy shit. They literally like, just was,
0: beat the shit out of each other. And you was, knew they going that, in.
2: With the crowd behind it and everything, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah, this is mean, the, it was the shit.
1: The, it was, that was the most over I think Sheamus has ever ever been as far as over with
0: a crowd well i mean okay so you're in cardiff which is basically like that's about his home field that you're gonna, you're gonna get I me mean, it's famous. the UK. uk it's not so ireland but it's, yeah, it's not like, ireland it's just, just like UK. it wasn't
1: scotland for drew but i mean it's practically it's, it's the uk uk it's, so it's yeah. your
0: basically your home you know uh away from home in a sense but it's your you know home field advantage per se because the crowd's gonna be behind you no matter what um the, the the applause that Sheamus got was truly earned, and it was nice to see that for Sheamus because man, they beat the shit out of each other. They put on a phenomenal match. What any matches that you thought? I thought the uh, the Drew McIntyre uh, Roman Reigns match that was pretty good. I think
2: that was there. There's one part of that match was probably the highlight of the weekend, Uh-huh. and that's when Austin Theory comes comes running to the fucking <laughs> to the yeah. to the side of the ring to try to cash in. And then the good old champion <laughs> <Tyson> fucking <Fury. laughs> knocked his ass out, and how he crumbled, and he had that fucking paralyzed like knockout. I was just like, "That's the moment, that right there, cat." There was like, wow, that just that was like the the highlight stealer of the of the weekend.
1: <laughs> I, I will I will I will say if there was anything that maybe tainted the tainted the uh, the whole match for me. And and I know it was a cool thing of like Tyson Fury getting in the ring after Drew had been screwed out of the match or whatever like that, and then it's like, hey, I know you got fucked over, Drew, but that's all right because we're in the UK. Let's have a sing along. And I get that that would have been like a so, cool surreal thing for the crowd that that's was what there you do
0: after the show. Yeah, was like
1: air. I I feel like them actually airing that while it was cool to kind of see behind the curtain, I think it took a lot of tarnish off of you know. Okay. Drew being pissy got screwed and trying to chase after the championship. But go okay. ahead.
2: Go ahead. So I'm gonna take you as a boxing take. That is now you want you want boxing fans to try to come like to be like come try over? That's how you get boxing fans over. Because that is truly Tyson Fury. That's what he does with every single fucking boxing match. He serenades his fucking girlfriend or his wife. He always does that. Yeah, but and to for that to be UK, and it's you gotta remember. We're in Wales, uh-huh. yes. and that is the most UKish thing you can do. I will agree with Ramsay on that one. Is, is it? I get
1: that. I think it might have gotten. I think it might have gotten over better using Drew as that person. Had Drew won, well, but for, the fact that he just got screwed well, out of the
0: you, title, you bring the crowd home happy. You're there. You well, yeah, paid
1: the hard-earned money, well, right? But well, I'm do, talking about airing do, it live. That, well, that, no, no, I, know, I, that I
2: like that part. I like that part because one, it, it's Tyson Fury. And I hate to tell y'all, Triple H is trying to get Tyson's Fury.
1: Well, no, I know he's trying to get him to be at Crown Jewel or to wrestle at Crown. So you, Crown you know, Jewel.
2: They're, 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 so you got please Tyson's Fury. So to do that, you do you please Tyson Fury. Okay, one, so. two. You had to give the fucking crowd something. You did, because let me tell you, out of all with MJF <laughs> returning and all like that, the biggest word was, fuck you, McIntyre. He's not winning. That was the biggest swerve because everybody was like, "Oh, they're they're gonna find a way to give him a title. They're gonna give a way to. The, they're gonna give him." Because it was to. for they both titles,
0: to. you knew it wasn't. So, like, what are you gonna do to like not piss off the crowd? To where, if 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 Roman wins, how do you save face with the audience? And I thought they did a decent job with that.
1: You 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 inserted a new member in the bloodline. That, that, look, that that swerve was creative as fuck. Yeah. Getting so, getting getting the youngest oosts in there. Yeah. And I think and, CD, and, yeah. Yeah, Solo Sokoa. I, Sikoa. Solo Sikoa. I, to, I like told it,
2: the so. guys that I have some some very controversial takes about the last couple weeks. So here's my first one. Maybe to them, not to me. Uh I think having debuting Sokoa Solo Sokoa. Solo solo, solo. Yeah, that's it. Solo Zicole. at that <coughs> debut,ing him at that moment. That was the best debut of the weekend.
0: Debut, debut, debut. yes, yes, C-word.
2: Debut, i.e., come, come back. Nope. Beca- nope. Nope. No, no, no. There's a first difference. There's a difference between
1: thing. debut and return. Best surprise. Debut. How about sure.
2: surprise? Best
1: because surprise I'll thing, give you first thing, first thing was best surprise. I'll give you that.
2: Because first thing. We, uh, Everything that happened the next day at AEW, We're touch on that one. yeah, Yeah. it was there. You could just it was what? it was writing on. the I'll wall. give so. I'll
1: give you another big I'll give you another big surprise though that I think does go toe to toe with it. Yes, it was a return, but how the return went down, especially we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it when we get there, or I'll but, touch on it. But when we to
2: get me, done. that was the biggest thing because I think. Leading up, and it's with his debut, and also what's been going on on SmackDown the last couple weeks. I don't think your WrestleMania main event is going to be Roman and The Rock. That shit's setting up for fucking Solo and fucking, and Roman. Really? Because, just think about it. If And then, you have to go about it if you go keep looking at it week by week. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, that's interesting. Why would you want to call him up like that? And then how, then he, how he automatically ain't really automatically choosing the Usos backs, but it's like Sami Zayn is like his, his bestie. How everything's coming around. Maybe it's not Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to take the tag team titles off the Usos. It's just kind of just weaving in and out. If you just, just look at it, little things like, you know, the tribe brought you here. It's like it's not by his choice. It's not Roman Reigns' choice. So it's just like, all right. I just feel like it's like, all right, little by little by little. I think at the end that it's swerving to becoming the main event. Those two. And you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'll, I'll pour it. Because hmm. they're going to make him into a monster. We'll see in the weeks
0: to come. That's way... I mean, that's, that's a bold, bold, bold prediction. bold... But, hey, but, like I
2: said, I got controversial takes. Yeah. But uh, I watched every single minute of WWE programming the last uh-huh. three weeks. And just seeing how the interactions... I thought it was like, it was like, wow, that's bold. Okay, you're going to choose Sammy. Sammy, come to the ring with me. It's but one, you know... But it it, it does, just kind of... It kind of plays into it. Because you already know they're working Sammy to the face turn.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... We oh, gets, oh, you know, it's and, 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 and it's skipping ahead, considering the subject matter we're talking about compared to, like, the present. But, like, what they just did, that opening segment on SmackDown this past week was just a fucking stroke of brilliance. I mean, like, all the different little beats. Everybody played their part right from Jay's facial expressions... To Sammy, you know, just grabbing the mic after, you know, Roman's music hits and everybody's about to leave and he does his little thing. And then Roman basically talks down to him, but talks down to him. To then be like, oh, I got a surprise Puts for you. The man. Fear on him, rips shirt off, all that. Oh, Jay, Jay, and it, yeah. Jay, jumping on that in a heartbeat, uh-huh. like, dude, yeah. Jay, Jay has been waiting. So for then you're like, oh, what's gonna happen now? Uh oh. But dude, that honorary U shirt, bro, fucking that's want on that. WWE shop right now. I want now, that. And you know what? Next, dude, that's like the next best top selling merch right there. And give it up to, dude, Sammy's reactions the entire thing was priceless, and the camera just getting that solo shot oh, dude. on Jay's expression, just.
2: Well, God, I guess so,
0: I'm thinking, like my, my brain's starting to turn, now. I'm starting to wake up, I was, I was asleep earlier, so, well, I, I guess, if you want to go to AW, I can still talk on some things from the fallout of, you know, the Labor Day weekend. Uh, well, no, we need because we need to talk so, about well, they All had Out, the, but. Yeah, we need to talk about All Out, um. So,
2: let's talk about, uh, let's, let's talk enough about a Cash in the castle. Let's talk about some the all-out. We don't have to go in detail for all the matches. Yeah, no, no, no. We okay. just want to talk about some of the key points so, that happened.
1: Okay, so honestly, the AEW.
2: MJF. Yeah, well,
1: okay. it, w- before we even get to that match, yeah, that wait for banger that. of a tag team match between dude, the acclaim and swerving our That was match that of was the night. That was match of the night, yes.
0: And I really felt that the belt title should have been. I was saying that the whole night I was at Rangers. I was like, dude, they need to put the belts on them right now. And that crowd was hot. The match was awesome. They didn't because, you know, foreshadowing, you know, later, there's a reason why they didn't. Well, Uh, I mean, I
1: I think mid-match, they had to call the Audible and they were like, we know what one of our main events is going to be at Grand Slam.
0: Well, also that I think both of them are from that area. One, you know, played for the Jets and the other one's from New York. So you kind of were like, they're in New York. Why not give it to them in their hometown crowd? Uh, Again, foreshadowing, but that was match of the night
1: for me. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the matches, you know, like, it's been, like... Well, dude, so, like, been... like, again, I, I, I love Tony Khan for, like, trying to give people bang for their buck. I appreciate it, but these sometimes these 14-match cards, especially, like... Some of these matches that are just kind of thrown together last minute—it's like, oh, you know, like like they like on Dynamite or Rampage the week of the pay per view, they're like oh, you know, and, and this is the storyline now, and now it's on the pay per view. It feels like, like a WrestleMania
0: it, in the sense that you got to get everybody on a card because you want to pay your wrestlers with respect. Cause you have so yeah. you're you're, you're an overinflated but, roster.
1: But at the same point in time, there there there's a lot of detractors, a lot of people that are saying that you can maybe take three to four matches that are on these cards, and it's like. You could put that on dynamite. You could put that on a rampage that doesn't need to be on the paper. Like you didn't
0: need, uh, you didn't need the Jay Cargill match. You're 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 smiling over there.
2: Candice LeRae is back. Uh, Oh shit. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't Uh, like. You could have took away the uh, no offense to J Cargill, but you didn't need that match. You didn't need the Ricky Starks and uh the hacksaw Hobbs well,
1: match that was well, 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 the power the the powerhouse, power, Hobbs, the, Hobbs. the powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks match made sense but because they had a bloated card yeah you know it ended up being a glorified squash match and then of course it built to the match they just had yeah the, so they we'll just had a grand slam which was great but who's Candace coming out uh the face down
2: Candice the
1: yeah so well no like who,
0: who who's in the ring
1: right now Nikki yeah. Uh, Nikki so A-S-H.
2: yeah, but to your point, yeah.
0: When I looked at the card again, in your house, that I was like, dude, holy shit, man! I'm like, like twelve matches. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking like five hour card right there. Well, yeah, they, had, they had like
1: three matches on the pre shows. Like they had Eddie Kingston who was back from suspension, and originally it was supposed to be Kingston and Sammy Guevara at all out, but yeah, because but he, of the backstage brouhaha, that's right. Yeah, you know they, they the pre show some weird that. issue.
0: That's right. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Um, so you had, I mean. The, the the matches themselves were good, you know. You had Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson,
1: which solid, I mean that was a that was a solid, solid match. banger match. Um, can we t- can we talk about Punk and um, Moxley just like before before we get to everything? Yeah, after. we'll touch on that. We'll on that earlier, but, but yeah, go ahead. we well, but, like we we touched on it right before that weekend about the whole. You had the match you the had week before. You had the match ten days prior. You know, and it was it was a squash match. And Punk played it off like he'd seriously or injured his foot. Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And, like, to a certain extent, I get it because I broke my foot. I had a, a screw, singular, put in my foot. Not 12, like, supposedly the surgery that Punk did. Like, 12 screws put in his foot and everything else, okay? And... My first day back at work, uh, so this is like a month and a half or so removed from the surgery. I'm walking around or whatever. You know how the sidewalks in the French Quarter are very uneven. I mean, it's fucking cobblestone sidewalks. And so I made one false step. My foot buckled right where I broke my foot. And when I say I was in excruciating, intense pain for about five minutes, I literally had to stay in place. I was pulling a Peter Griffin... Ah, mm-hmm. ah. But then But then like After five minutes I was able to walk it off And then I was fine Like okay cool The way they sold it though After the match on Dynamite You'd have thought B- Pump broke his foot again Yeah And like up, he's done Whatever but then you come back the next week on Dynamite, he gives the rah-rah speech, and it's like, oh, and everybody's when, Chicago's behind him. Yeah, it. that's uh, when Ace Steel comes out and kind
0: of smacks some sense into him. Like, yeah, hey. and, and
1: but I mean, I'm just like, did you really need that? Like, it, it, they they only had that match to pop a number, but I don't think it did a service to Moxley or to Punk in that whole thing.
0: Well, it made, it made Moxley, you know, you kind of figured he was going to be a transitional champion in the sense that, hey, you're going to be the placeholder until CM Punk comes back. Now, did CM Punk rush to come back? Who's to say? Because, go figure, they had the main event. It's in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown. He figured he was going to win, which he did. And then immediately, oh, he's injured
1: again. He's off the shelf uh, with Toys Tricep or something. See, but but like the whole point of them putting the title on Punk in the first place was for the whole summer of Punk, right? Yes, they Which, do that. we didn't get that because he was injured. Yes. All right? I feel like a better story to be told was that yes? It, it, like if if the match on dynamite still happens, okay, and Moxley squashes him, I feel like you come back, you do that match again, it goes the length that it did, but Moxley still beats him, and now we got an interesting story because like I, I really feel like after Punk got injured, all the potential storylines you could have done with Punk were now going elsewhere. Yeah, I I didn't really see where you could progress with him as champion beyond that.
0: Well, dude, no, you could have had him feud with other wrestlers and and push them because Punk's your champion. He's the top dog. He's going to build you. He's going to get you ratings. He's going to get people to come to the shows. So book him to showcase what other wrestlers could do and have him beat them, but uh, make them look good, these younger stars. And you could have had feuds and eventually gotten to, you know, the return of a so-and-so, we know who, down the road and maybe Punk loses the belt to him down the road and had that rubber match that they didn't have yet, which was the ultimate storyline where they wanted to go. Breaks his foot, crashes the plans. We have to alternate routes, figure out what we're going to do. John Moxley becomes interim champion. I thought it was a little soon for CM Punk to come back with a broken foot, per se. I don't know why they did it. They felt, hey, we're in Chicago. We have to have Punk. We we need to pop numbers. Yeah, we need to pop numbers. We need to compete with WWE right now under the Triple H regime. We have to be able to save face because uh, MGF is legit gone. He he left on his own accord. We don't know what's going to happen. Whether or not that's kayfabe storyline, who knows. So you had to do something. Putting the belt back on Punk at the time, I thought, was okay had you were able to get to ultimately where you wanted to go with the devil. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, again, he's hurt. So what do we do again? You know, Let's touch yeah. upon that. So you have the, uh, the, you the casino do, ladder match.
2: First thing, you ain't going to do nothing with it because reports are, and it's not confirmed yet, but he's not coming back to AEW.
1: We're, well, we're gonna. We, I was oh, gonna we're gonna. Say, we're definitely I mean, getting on that. Yeah, I was gonna say so we that need ties
2: to, into it. But oh, yeah, but but no, but oh. we need to. We need. Well, we need but to talk wanna, about the press. I just want to
0: set a little, just a little bit further. No, we're definitely getting there. But so you have your uh, casino ladder match. But was that what it was called? Yeah. Okay. Casino okay so ladder match. you had the, you had the chip hanging up high. The winner gets uh gets to call a shot when he wants his uh, AEW World Title match. You had your, your competitors, and obviously you have your Joker, which is a surprise entrant. Next thing you know, all the guys are in the ring. Next thing you know, you Rolling Stones, Symphony for the Devil. Come on. You see a
1: guy in a mask. Don't know who it is. Well, uh, well, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. No. Before that. Before no, I'm so that, sorry. A bunch of people these, jumped. You have all these randos and ski masks. I'm so sorry. Jump in and take everybody take out. Take everybody out. And the next thing you know, you see a random guy in a mask climb
0: the ladder Takes the chip, and then it's Stokely Hathaway.
1: You're like, what the fuck?
0: What the fuck? So then all of a sudden, the guys start unmasking W. Morrissey. You got the uh, the gun club. You have um, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty, I think I was, I can't think of his name. And then you also have um, my favorite, Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. So they're all randomly together. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks down the ring in a mask, a demon mask, or a devil mask per se. Wow. Sympathy for also the devil. the devil, devil comes out, Rolling Stones, what, how much they paid the rights of that, even though it was one time. And Silkley Hathaway hands the chip over to this masked, you know, individual.
1: He, th- he makes it seem like he's going to take the mask off. Not yet. We'll save this for later tonight. But, no. Away. So, you we were talking about that that being the biggest surprise of the weekend or the biggest debut of well, Solo after, So, when Punk won the belt. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say the the voicemail. The voicemail. From Tony mail, Khan thank you. Plays and I mean it was, it was great that as soon as you heard that and like Tony basically begging him to come back or whatever like that, that's so when you knew who the devil was if you didn't already know. You already know. But when he unmasked, I, I will say the, the biggest one of the biggest surprises of the weekend was the fact that MJF got a larger pop in Chicago than CM Punk. They weren't chanting CM Punk at the end of All Out. They were chanting MJF. That's what I want to say. And the fact that. that CM Punk's sitting there holding up the belt and being like, Ooh, look at me. And nobody is chanting CM Punk. They are loud, deafening MJF. And MJF flipping everybody off. They boo for two seconds. And then they go back to chanting MJF. It's like so, it, nuts. So then nuts.
0: So then after that, which was I thought beautifully done. You brought MJF back, which we wanted. He was gone for a while, came back, so you could retell the storyline with CM Punk and MJF. Then we had the fucking press conference after the damn show, which was this. St- which it's first so of like all,
2: you're mad. Well, first of all. I you fuck know you
0: for taking away what those wrestlers did in the ring and making it about yourself and saying shit. Your boss is sitting next to you and you're undermining your boss. Now I get I. I
2: okay, I got a question. Mm, what did he say that was completely off base? Okay, what what did he say that was wrong? You did.
0: You didn't have to go and flaunt the your um. Uh, that out loud, that shit that stays behind the scenes—you don't call out wrestlers who are EVPs. The Adam pa- Hangman Page thing, I understand to a degree because he already—he's gone. He's gone on record and done that in the ring, which still to me was a little.
1: Well, the the fact that when he did it in the ring, it, it came from out of left field. Yeah. Like, I sort of, I sort of get, and and like again, going going back to the build up to Hangman and Punk. Okay, I get Hangman using the whole. You know, Scotty Goldman, you know, whatever. Um, and that's what really set Punk off to begin Cabana with, thing. was the Colt Cabana I thing that the dirt sheets. I that's get, why he was pissed. I get using that comment in the ring to build that tension for the pay-per-view. Now, the fact that he didn't clear it with Punk beforehand, I can understand why that would piss Punk off. But I felt like that's something that you also, you know, you have more years of experience doing this shit. You take him to the back and you're like, hey, man. That was fucked up. You do anything like that again, I'm going to fucking, you know, yeah. eviscerate you. But the fact that, like, he comes back after being injured or whatever and then just randomly throws that out there, man. Well,
0: apparently throughout the week he was hearing about the dirt He's bringing up uh, Coca Banda's name and he got fucking sick and tired of I it. Mean, you know how punk gets angry all the time and he's bitchy. So then he starts whining about that, uh, yelling at a, a journalist from some sort of uh, segment. Well, hey, I don't know if it was you. He's like, it's... I'm sick and tired of the fact that I'm a grown-ass man having to talk about Scott, whatever his name is, with well, Goldman. Yeah. And he explains what happened with the whole podcast, the fallout, the lawsuit, the money, paying money for this. I don't care what happens. You can sit, work for this company. I'm still here. And then he starts shitting on Hangman Page. You almost ruined a fucking million-dollar uh, thing, shitting on him. And that's when he shat on the EVP saying you couldn't even manage a fucking target, which that right there, Tony Khan's sitting right there. Dude,
1: you, well, you don't bring that shit the, up. Well, man. like, to me... Like, here's the thing. You just won the belt. You know, You you know we're trying to, like, build off of this with AEW in the future, future plans or whatever. Yeah. And I understand MJF wanting to address a lot of the Colt Cabana stuff because it had been circulating on the dirt sheets for months while he was out. So you, you finally have the moment to speak, and you're finally going to address it after seven years. Go ahead. Go for it. But I do feel like some of the shots that he took to other performers on the, on, in the locker room didn't necessarily need to take place at that venue. The fact that he undermined his boss, sitting who was sitting next, right to him. next to him, cutting him off like Tony Made trying to speak, Tony look and Punk so basically weak. being like, no, 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 I got this. It's like, nah, man. That's your fucking boss.
0: He writes your goddamn checks. How more disrespectful can you I be? I just,
1: like, I, I agreed with some of his points. I felt like it wasn't necessarily the time or place to address all the points. But go ahead, because I know you have your opinions.
2: So, Punk has done something that I'm glad he did, because something had to come out of light. Because, hey, I know you guys love it. I know you guys are in love with AEW. But there's some shit that you just got to look at and be like, what the fuck they're doing? Well, no, we can definitely talk about that. And and by the way, you know, him calling out the EVPs, about time, because I've been saying there's been problems. Everything I've always been saying there's problems behind the EVPs. They should not be EVPs. Now, now all this shit. Now that all this has been now brought out now for weeks past, all this shit that has been happening behind the scenes. And you know what? Yeah, it is disrespectful for to to talk. Talk about your boss. He's right there. But also, here's the thing, too, is he didn't do a damn fucking thing. And to me, it's like, all right, that's how he runs his fucking company. And I think that's how AEW, that could be one downfall for AEW, and it's not about this infighting or anything. It's him. It's Khan. That's what you just saw. You saw a guy that has no control of his fucking fucking talent.
0: Well, now they're... Building like Jericho is getting involved with Danielson. They're trying to establish locker room leadership and avoid this. Now, would you Moxley, write about the EVPs yep. and Moxley? You're right about the EVPs that didn't need to be called on into the light because now they're replaying interviews with Cody Rhodes from when he first left uh, AEW and they played a sound bit that was exactly to Punk's point. There's going to be, he predicted it, he's like, there's going to be infighting. And
1: it was between... He didn't say it, but you knew he was talking about the EVPs and the WWE Raw. See, but I I get that. And like him bringing it to light, that could definitely... I mean, like that could have definitely happened, I think, at any other point in time. The fact that he just won the fucking belt...
2: I know. I thought that that
1: was the wrong place. just like immediately started going into all that. It just... I kind of felt like it wasn't the time or the place.
2: See, there's also one part we don't know either is... What happened between from the ring to the presser? F- between the ring and the presser, was something said by such EVPS or? or oh, is that, okay, so uh, okay. so there's there's a whole there's a yeah, things so about he it.
0: blames Punk blames the EVPS for uh, being boys with Dave Meltzer and the Dirty guys ripping off rumors about you know the Coca Banda things. That's why he was like fuck them basically like you know those shitheads don't know they're just in it for themselves. They just they make look, these rumors and then the dirt sheet spreads all this shit because he was still pissed about the whole Cole Cabana situation, thinking that those guys were leaking rumors to the dirt sheets type guys, and he wasn't like, hey man, leave this shit in the locker room, don't go spreading shit you don't know anything about to them. That's and I get Punk being mad about that, but still, come on, dude.
1: But, I mean, all right, so, so like, there, there's also the talk about what happened at the talent meeting, what was it, a week or two prior to All Out. Oh, and, with the Kenny Omega. You, yeah. You, Angie, but, I talk about that. But, yeah. I'm also going to say, like, that. we heard about several people that spoke at the event, but I didn't hear a single person mention anything, or I don't recall reading or seeing anything about CM Punk actually speaking at this talent meeting, and... I guess I'm just—I I go back to when Punk was the WWE champion, and when they did the documentary about Punk or whatever like that, and he talked about how he wanted to be a locker room leader, a locker room presence, and blah 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 blah. I don't know if I really got the sense that he was trying to be a locker room leader. During,
2: well, from the sense from the sense of that, that that talent meeting was run by the three EVPs.
1: But I mean, everybody's there.
2: But but well, no you have your if just like you talking about your bosses your bosses are there and from what fucking from from what was said and and so forth when Kenny Mega said I wouldn't hire 8 out of 10 of y'all
1: see now that've been him the, in character see, but the, but but this but is no, no, the no thing too. Gonna, hold on, hold on.
2: But like me and you discussed this before, uh, uh, off air a couple days a ago bit, yeah. uh, for a little bit but still you're EVP if you have a fucking problem with one person Well Osprey Hey, that's something. But you don't bring that shit. Why are you bringing other fucking people into your shit right there and then? You know, that's a whole that's a whole different standard. If you want to you want to be in character, you want to talk shit to and talk shit about one person, you don't bring the full fucking locker room in. I'll give you Eight but out of ten but, fucking people. That's fucked but here, up. But see,
1: no, here's the other right. thing I'll too, you though. You have conflicting reports about how that comment was made because there there's a lot of people that are saying that that comment was made in jest and then there were others I took it seriously. So I you know, that, that's the other thing is like that's, context is But but here's there. the
2: thing, context is about words. That's why you have as 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 like a manager or something, you have to be careful how you say your words, right? Yeah. So right there off the bat, what I'm saying is you had the three people that left. Look, once I, I said when Cody's gone, I, when Cody left, I told you I said,
1: "Well, yeah, that I, Cody's
2: this just going well, done."
1: Well, let's let's actually go ahead and touch on that too because I do feel like we we discussed that there would be a power vacuum and you know with, with Cody's absence, you, you're definitely missing a huge locker room presence and a leader who is going to step up and fill that void. And I don't think anybody really did a good job of that as stepping up and being that quintessential leader and it wasn't until after we had all the brouhaha after the media scrum that you started seeing other people decide to like pitch in and take up that mantle so
2: because i i think after that is like i think when you start having your top stars like let's say you start having like chris jericho and and danielson and moxley they all look got together and they looked it goes we're not going to survive. We have to. Well, it, has. it comes well, to be know, a But to. they
1: also came from an environment where they had Undertaker as basically the locker room leader. That if there was any kind of dispute like that, you go to wrestler court, whatever. But I mean, it's like if there are any issues like that, it got taken up with Taker and it got handled amongst the boys. And I feel like you, you definitely need somebody to step up and be that type of locker room leader. That like, before this shit gets out to the dirt sheets, before it gets wherever it goes through the locker room first and foremost. Yeah, you need to have a team. Like, those guys, I think, you can't
0: just be necessarily one individual. The one individual could be the main guy, but you need people like Jericho, Danielson, Moxley that have been established that come from WWE to help stabilize the, the locker room because it does feel just kind of like a bunch of guys, young guys in general, not knowing how to act professionally, just doing whatever they want to do. Well, hence why CM Punk's like, I try to train a lot of these guys. Half
1: of them listen to me. The other half don't want, don't want to take my advice.
2: And now it's just well, like, young guys being young guys. Well, so like, take- when
1: he, when he made that comment about Hangman, like, you know, saying that he, you know, didn't need to listen to the legend. Like I get, like I get Punk's frustration with that. And like the fact that Adam Page did make that comment, it is kind of very short sighted and fucked up. Like, You can listen to advice and choose whether to take it or not, but to just flat out say, "Ah, I don't take any advice. I don't, you know. know, That was kind of weird. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Like, you need to be a sponge and you need to absorb all the fucking information you can. That's how you get over.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that's why, like, sidebar here, Powerhouse Hobbs and, like, his growth, I would say, in the last, like, year, just from like a character in ring standpoint a lot of the things that he does as a big man the way that he's actually gotten in better shape over the course of the last year than when he first debuted mm-hmm. like a lot of that Mark Henry kind of touched on it uh, on a busted open podcast over the weekend that like he's a guy that literally doesn't ask hey tell me or or like tell me how to do this or, or tell me the quickest way to do it it's like okay well where do I go to develop this? How do I... He's all about the whys and the hows and not like, okay, how can I just go from here to here okay. like that? Like, he doesn't take any shortcuts. He absorbs, he takes notes, he does everything. And that's how you get better. That's how you become... Like, in his case, he's becoming a dominant monster, and now I'm really wanting to see a showdown with fucking Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. He was one stuff.
2: of the first ones that came out since, like goes oh fucking punk was the one that always was always helping me and helped me the most and that's the that's the things that like a lot of a lot of things that come out like people were saying about 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 punk but i'll just come like this and we'll 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 end it here because we go on and on and on on. it's just basically this needed to happen and the only person to to make this happen was going to be punk now the fallout is going to be he fell on his fucking sword and now he's probably going to be he's Probably be out of AEW.
0: Yeah, so I mean you follow the But
2: but I'll say this though. Don't look at this as a black eye because you gotta look at the whole past year of fucking punk. It was a fucking good run.
1: Yeah, no, I mean he It was a great run. He had
2: a lot of great matches with young talent. But I think what's the end of the day what's gonna end up happening is the legacy of AEW would be that night. Because I think a lot of things were put out that need to be put out. And I think things are gonna get fixed. That made, now, Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho to step up the plate. And those are the three, probably, should have been, from the jump, all three of them should have been the, the main guys. Jericho should be a booker. You should have Danielson as a booker, and you should have Moxley as a booker. Those three guys are freaking excellent minded. And those three guys you need to have up there. The three people that were EVPs don't need to be EVPs anymore. These are the three guys that should because these are the guys that know how to do it because they learned from the, you know, the monster up north.
0: Look, say what you by WWE, they were the first, like, they're the biggest brand. They've been doing it for the longest. They know how it's done. We'll take our experience from up there and we'll try you to do it.
1: You don't necessarily have to, copy. You
0: don't Every have to copy everything that WWE No, that's not what did, I'm trying to get at, yeah.
1: Because there are a lot of faults in some of the shit that WWE would do as well. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of great ideas. You take some of those ideas, you incorporate it into your thing, and you retool it to make it work for your promotion. I'm just
0: talking, like, just the locker room presence, getting the the guys on board with the organization, not all this pandemonium guys going this way, not necessarily know what to do. You do have an overinflated roster, which is tending to lead to, I don't know what you're going to touch on, a lot of AEW wrestlers wanting to leave. Now, you have some wrestlers already... Kind of, maybe not.
2: Had, Malachi Black
0: is gone. Is already gone. He got his uh, request. Um, he requested Conditional his Conditional release. release. Conditional release. Okay, correct. Thank you. Um, understandably, you know, and then you have another member of the House of Black who just posted a, tw- a tweet stating that he's pretty much taking a break as well. Buddy Matthews. What does that mean that they're gone from the company and sh- jumping sh- board ship to WWE? Probably. More than likely, yes. But... I don't know the terms of
1: their contract and what the way, the way that they booked Malachi Black when he first came in, compared to how they were booked once the House of Black was formed. That to me is where AEW dropped the massive ball.
0: Well, dude, you have so many wrestlers right now, and it's just overall general. How do you keep all these
1: wrestlers? You do, relevant? but you don't necessarily have to job out the House of Black. They did do every that a lot. Week yeah. they did that a lot. Uh, the last like couple of months before Malachi stepped away, and I mean like that presentation was unique. It was supernatural, quote unquote, but not hokey.
0: Yeah,
1: you know it, it wasn't. It wasn't like um, hocus pocus, whatever. It it was eerie, but it struck that right balance. It wasn't too cheesy. wasn't and I just feel like that that was a massive ball that was dropped. You have a great talent, a unique talent, Malachi Black. And fucking Buddy Murphy is a blue chipper. Yeah, Buddy Matthews. He'll Murphy. probably be but back to Randy Buddy Murphy, Murphy. And I love me some but Buddy I mean, Matthews. Dude, ah, he's phenomenal. He's a, he's a freaking blue chipper. Yeah. and it, like, His physique and everything has only gotten better over the
0: last couple dude, of his years. His in-ring work, in my opinion, top three. I, I, just unbelievable in-ring wrestler, man. Love. You got a
1: monster like Brody King. And granted, Brody King has come out and said he's not going fucking anywhere. So he is still going to be in AEW. He can still do something but, like by himself. You know, <laughs> and, and like, look at fucking poor Julia Hart, all right? Dude, I thought that
0: girl broke her neck.
1: I, I'll get well, to that later. Yeah, but no, I'm just talking about from a character standpoint. She was very vanilla. Mm-hmm. With the her varsity wrong. blondes. I love it yeah. well. But I mean, she's very one note. And then she comes into the House of Black, and her fucking character blossoms. Like yeah. she, her character yeah, work, personality, improves, leaps and bounds. Yeah, okay. And then like the, the stable's done before it really goes anywhere. But this is
0: another question to beg, which I'm pretty sure Rams probably going to ask her, thinking like what's what, what's going to happen now with this overflated roster? Will more people? now Tony Khan, it's up to him to request the release. I doubt he will. If you if you're dissatisfied, he can still keep you around as long as he wants to.
1: Well, but then you so, also have the element of WWE tampering with oh,
0: AEW's roster. They already got a cease and desist. They're basically uh, AW's lawyers say, "Hey, man, you got to s- knock this shit up." Because I think Buddy Matthews said that, uh, stated that WWE contacted him.
2: No, Alan. Um, it was not Buddy Matthews. It was actually uh, um, Adam Cole. Adam Cole went to uh, um, really to Khan and told him that he, him, and um, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly were were uh, uh, were uh, uh, okay, so passed, approached was approached by non WWE official saying that they are to ask for their release because they want them they want them back. Okay.
0: So these contracts with uh, AEW, I think Tony Khan said it were like five year contracts or something along those lines. Which I thought was crazy because who's to say that AEW be around in five years? I'll let so me I love this. I love AEW, and I think that right now, you know, with the doom and gloom with the Triple H first taking over, everybody was so high on WWE, and then you had all these things going on with uh, AEW, people get hurt, the fallout. Honestly, after, you know, whether or not you want to touch on more WWE or you want to touch on Grand Slam, whatever direction you want to go on,
1: I think is doing just fine. I, well, I think with MJF being back, you, you actually have already seen it. The ratings the, the ratings are up there. They're they're averaging a million viewers the last couple of weeks, even before Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. As soon as MJF comes back, the viewers come back in droves, too. Well, dude, and, you had Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe Stadium. You had 18,000
0: people. You had a million-dollar gate. That is great business. They're doing fine.
1: So... I mean, there there's storylines that are hot right now. There's maybe a few things that need to be retooled. Yes, and we can kind of touch on that a bit more as we go. But yeah, like if we want to go ahead and jump to the Grand Slam card, the Grand Slam card top to bottom was great because it wasn't anything. I mean, we still touch on WWE like what
0: happened within the time frames. Well, no, I
1: mean we could definitely we'll definitely shift gears over to WWE okay. and we can talk about everything else because there's plenty we can talk about. Grand there. Slam
0: just but, happened, and I mean. You know they did this last year at Arthur Stadium when they debuted last year. It was a uh, Kenny Omega versus the you know Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. So Arthur Stadium, like I said, eighteen thousand people, hell of a fucking uh, crowd for that audience. That's what they said. And a million dollar gate, you don't get that every day. Phenomenal. A five
1: a five match card on a two hour show, but all five matches are championship matches,
0: dude. So you start off the match. You have the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. You have Claudio Castanoli versus Chris
1: Jericho, and Chris Jericho wanted to hold. The, he never held the mantle of the Ring of Honor championship. in controversial fashion. Yep. And and again, so we we kind of talked about this before we went on air and you're like, "How the fuck is Chris Jericho Ring of Honor champion?" Like, is Chris Jericho a representation of what Ring of Honor stands for? Absolutely not. No. It's not ROH style, it's not ROH anything. But I think that that storyline that Jericho's been telling about being a quote-unquote sports entertainer, about sports entertainment being better than wrestling and everything else. It's a, it's a great build-in or tie-in for your next ROH champion. Because like, I was happy to see Claudio win it. And mm-hmm. I think Claudio is a great champion. And you know maybe he can hold that belt again down the road. Or maybe there's other belts in his future. But the whole thing with, with Claudio taking that belt off of Jonathan Gresham, I think it was to get the belt off of Jonathan Gresham.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Because you know, he was done.
1: Yeah, he was done. He was- get him out. You know, so you put the belt on a guy like Claudio, who is an ROH alum, but Jericho winning it, now we can go several different ways with this. Because a Brian Danielson taking the belt off of Claudio, it's like we just did uh Blackpool Combat Club, you know, match between Danielson and Moxley mm-hmm. for the AEW championship. So we're we really gonna run that back again? I don't think so. Um Daniel Garcia, granted he just won the pure title, but Daniel Garcia versus Claudia, but Jericho winning it, and the way the Jericho Appreciation Society all came out and they celebrated like it was the greatest day ever, and then you have Daniel Garcia just slowly walk out, you know, and well, so, not really wanting to join in the celebration, but yeah, being so, there out of four, uh, a feeling like of obligation.
0: He congratulated him. The guy's going crazy. He was just kind of like, hey, man, congrats. And he kind of, you know, like that. But to, uh, behind the scenes, you know, this is kind of the rampage. They cut to uh, Jericho winning. They're all doing the champagne, everything. Jericho appreciates uh, that. And then. Um, Danny Garcia is like Jericho. I, I need Chris. I need to tell you something right now. And, and Jericho's like, hold on, we'll wait till Wednesday. Dynamite. We're partying tonight. So what is he going to leave the Jericho Bish Society? We're building. We're slowly building towards that feud. Now, whether or not Daniel
1: Garcia is the guy that beat Chris Jericho, is it, is it going to be Danielson? Because because I mean, we need a rubber match too. We, we haven't had a rubber match with those. Two. Is it going to be Danielson taking that mantle and being the Ring of Honor leader, quote unquote? Or is it gonna be Garcia? So what do a young we do lion?
0: with Ring of Honor? There's no way you can pitch.
2: Oh, I need to correct something for you guys because you guys are, you said something wrong a little while ago. So, that the range for for Dynamite has been up since MJF came back. Yeah, they've been in over the millions before MJ came back.
1: Yeah, and it's still in the millions as it not? Yeah, but it was. It, yeah. it's, it's
2: also too. Where when you start putting, you start advertising correctly your matches and you start having fucking world championship matches on fucking Dynamite Night I was screaming
0: about that shit with Vince McMahon and Raw I'm like dude you don't advertise shit you just come up with it on the fly you drop
1: it on Twitter like an hour before the show
2: goes on air if even
0: that that. yeah yeah, you're right they would do that occasionally
2: but they've been averaging a million before MJF it's just been carrying it's now been over a million solid numbers
0: man and like even I looked at the numbers for this past week's Rampage when Andy 2-Hour Grand Slam continuation special but we're still touching on the uh, the main one from Dynamite. Uh I'm trying to think what was the second match. oh It was the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. It was the acclaimed the rematch, The Acclaimed versus uh Keith Lee and um uh, source Scott or source Strickland. And now you're like you know, that uh man when the claim came out that pop they got was so huge. It was kind of the hometown. Like Max
1: Caster finally got to do his rap. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: now the match say what it will it was what it was it wasn't as good as the pay-per-view obviously there wasn't like one or two botched moves but uh let me tell you some keith lee man he did some crazy shit in that match and yeah. i was like wow that was impressive and good you know kudos to keith lee and swerve for both you know p- putting them over uh, doing the job you know uh, billy gunn did hit the uh, the famous on the outside of swerve Which Because uh, you were worried because Max Caster went for the mic drop, and he kind of sold his knee, and you're like, oh, no. Well, no,
1: like, it was like we did the knee with with fucking uh, Anthony Bowens two weeks prior. And then we did the knee again, but this time with with Max Caster. It's like, pick a different body part. Shit. Let him hurt his arm so he can't drop the elbow. Like, damn.
0: So, but, (laughs) you know, they did the right move. They put the belts in the acclaim. And I was so, so, so happy for them because for the past year, man, they had been... Building momentum and dude, they are so hot. And when we went to uh, Dynamite in April at the Universal Arena, they were you know they were still bad guys, but they were but still dude, over, over with the crowd. And like it's so happy to see homegrown talent. They didn't come from WWE, that built themselves up slowly with the AEW, um, just
1: working their way through week by week, starting out like it was it was a beautiful the, the, the winning be. the winningest team, the winningest tag team in AEW history to this point. Yeah, we feel like the Elevation Dark, it's just like, mm-hmm. I was so happy for
0: them, and hopefully they have a, a decent run, you know, even if they don't, they're still tag team champions, which makes me really, really, really happy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah we had the uh, women's uh, four-way match, which, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match, oh, it, was, but
0: it was good. Oh, but it was, let's get into that, because you had, alright, so you had, uh, oh my god, I'm gonna mess up her name, uh, former Ember Moon, What was her, what's her current name? Oh, uh, Athena. Athena, thank you, Athena, you had uh, Britt Baker. You had, um, obviously, the champ, Tony Storm, and then you had Serena Deep. Tony Storm retains, and then, all of a sudden, uh, Britt Baker starts whipping that ass, and then...
2: Dude, And then,
0: Jade... uh, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader comes out, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, is this it? Is this the time that uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker are going to... And then
1: she didn't. And, and, like, just to me, that has been, like, one of the biggest cock-teases in the last, like, couple of months. Well, since, um... Well, yeah, for the couple of months, even before... Uh, All Out. Yeah.
0: The weeks prior, they were, like, having these little moments where they were, like, you could see the jealousy of between Yeah, the but, teams.
1: like, I mean, All Out, kind of, or not All Out. Or it was wasn't a pay-per-view it all, because... Yeah, uh, uh, All Out. Uh, yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie had, had, the had match ba- one. And then Britt Baker pulled her leg out. And that's what really built, uh, Nemasa. The and and then Sucker Puncher her and then tried to steal the victory from her. Like, like, tried to, you know, pin her for the victory. Like... That whole thing, like they've been teasing that breakup for so long, and it's like it's time to pull the trigger, and then they don't pull the trigger. It's well, like, then,
0: goddamn it, it, kind of makes sense when you find out what happened afterwards. So, you have the three women: you have Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, Serenity putting a beat on Tony Storm and um, Athena. Next thing you know, I, I forget the name of the song. You hear the theme song, and everybody's like, "Who is this?" And then, "What's going on?" And then, "Bam!" Soraya, boom, and they're like, "No effing way!" Soraya, aka Paige in WWE, makes her debut in uh, AEW. Crowd went crazy. That pop was insane, man. So now with the crowd that loud, you're going to get a pop like that. But the thing though is, what do you do? She didn't beat anybody up. She just kind of slowly walked to the ring. The women just kind of exited the ring slowly, and then she's saying, "This is my house, dude." Rebel is she medically
1: cleared. I, I got. I gotta say, the shot of the of the the heels like uh, rings, ringside was great. Like everybody's face was just like in awe, like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like no way. And then you have fucking Rebel, who like smiling like oh my god. It's like bitch, you're a bad guy. <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to be marking out right now. Stop. <laughs> it's like it kind of ruined the visual. The visual, but no, like her return is surprising, or her debut in AEW is very surprising. It's great to see. Um, there are some outlets that are saying that she's been cleared to wrestle by everybody's doctors but WWE's. Yeah, And then there's others that are saying that she's still not medically cleared. So what exactly is she coming back to do? I hope it's to, to go in the ring. And Taz even kind of implied as much on commentary. The one good thing I'll give AEW credit for at least from a production standpoint all those announcers shut the fuck up. For a good chunk of of that segment, because they let the visual do the storytelling. Yes. And and I mean that that's great. You got to know when to talk, and you got to know when to just let a moment breathe. So I try not to. Uh, I
0: try not to. I, I I try not to look up social media when I get home Wednesday nights because usually I'm working Wednesday nights late. And for whatever reason, I was uh, tired as, as hell. I was kind of watching uh, what I could watch before I fell asleep. And then for some weird reason, my just instinct, I'm so used to my phone hitting that social media button, you know, Instagram, whatever. And as soon as I clicked Instagram, first fucking thing I saw, Soraya, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Now I missed a surprise. So I knew it ahead of time. <laughs> so I was like, but still
1: that crowd reaction was, was amazing. It really, yeah. really, really was. Yeah, know, I had to work that night, so I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. So I did kind of the same thing as you. So I'm, you know, about to leave work, and they're scrolling through my phone. Oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm watching Dynamite as <laughs> <heck does laughs> I, I get home. Like, oh, <laughs> so
0: I made it up. I made it, like, responsible. like, I am watching AEW. Don't look up
1: social media. What are your thoughts on uh, Soraya's potential return?
2: I hope they hired her not to fucking wrestle, but also to run the fucking division.
0: She definitely can but the stuff she does you know, with the family. I,
2: it, look, it's, it's great. It, it's great to see her back. Hope she can wrestle. I'm hoping. But maybe you need to use her mind, because obviously they're not fucking using Serena Deeb's mind. On well, then they women. also
1: bring Madison Rain to basically, like, be the head of the women's division?
2: That just tells you right there how shitty it's going to be. Mm. Um, I, I'm just I saying, you got say to... Really? You want to talk about AEW women's division? Because it's the drizzling shits. I,
1: I feel like, well, okay, because this is definitely when we talk about bloated roster, or whatever like that. AEW does have a nice stacked women's division from a roster standpoint. The main issue and the main gripe against Tony Khan is that in three years, how many notable women's rivalries or storylines have we had compared to the men's? that had, what, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa? Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa is
0: really the main one. That's it?
1: Yeah. You know, so it's like, there there's no excuse why you can't have better story development for your women. You have all that talent, and sometimes you just throw them out there in random matches, and it's like, go make magic happen. And, like, you'll get some bangers here and there, but there's no storyline to sink your teeth into. There's nothing to, like, really compel you to care about these matches aside from the fact that I'm going to see two talented women do some cool shit in the ring and that's it. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'll you know, like, one. you have Britt Baker as a great heel, but who are you putting up against her? Who's that white meat baby face that you're trying to rally behind or anything? It's hard to do that when you have,
0: like, the three women with her, you had Jamie Hayter and you had Rebel who are always bailing her out to win matches. Kind of like what you see with Roman Reigns and the, you know, with the the bloodline. So it's kinda hard for that to that baby face but even, to make the thing. But even
1: WWE when you you know, you build up these white meat baby faces to go up against Roman Reigns, it's like, okay, how is he gonna overcome the odds? There's still some storyline beats. That's the to big it.
0: fault right now. It's like, who's gonna beat Roman? Like, they're missing the titles, You're, they're kinda of painting themselves, pushing themselves to a corner, like, what are we gonna do? I don't know how to you know, he's have a two year build up almost of him as champion. I don't know what to do. What's the fallout? What like how do we end this reign like to satisfy it, you know who's going to be the victor? Who's going to be the superstar that beats Roman that becomes his ultra superstar? Almost like who beats The Undertaker for the streak to become a megastar in a sense. you That could be a case. You can solo. Put... Mm. <laughs> so, but no. Uh, to your point with with, with the women, um, I, I will agree with you. Uh, I think they they just kind of put the women's matches together, and there is no storyline built up. Uh, how do you go about doing that? That's a great question. That's more creative they got to
1: figure that one out on their but own. But they, they need to start caring about their women's creative as much, if not in a sense more, than the men's division, because the men's division is kind of taking care of itself right now. It takes care of itself. It you, leads need to, to, you need to lean in and put a little more focus on your women's division. And then, like I said, get people to care about it. I mean, like, we care about it because we're wrestling fans and we tune it. But, like, to the casual viewer that turns it on, it's just like, man. Yeah, just two women in the ring wrestling. Like, why are they wrestling? Who knows?
0: It's just a match to put together. But they always kill it. I mean, that was a great job. Uh, and I'm trying to think, what was the um, the other two matches? Did they have a second match before the, the AEW World Title match? Uh, trio, trios, uh, yeah, crowd a new tree. Cr- no, they uh, they did that the week before, no, like on uh, that Wednesday beforehand. God, I can't even remember. All right, well, I'll, I'll just skip to the, uh, the main event. It was Danielson. And it was Moxley. I'm pretty damn
2: sure there was a match
0: for four, dude. No,
2: there was. There was I, five.
1: We covered three. Yeah, we covered
2: three. I don't think we need to cover all of them. this real bad. because it was something. Oh, Orange All, all Atlantic.
1: Yeah,
0: Pack. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that one, the, uh, the well, the, they had a, a second match after their awesome match at All Out, the original one, which I saved that on. That that first match, was the crowd was unbelievably amazing. One of my favorite uh, crowd reaction matches of all time. But yeah, that match was kind of was what it was. Uh, yeah, Pac used uh, the hammer, the ring bell hammer, mm-hmm. ch- cheap shot, threw him in, pinned him. It was what it was. It was just kind of like a filler match. And then you had your main match: Danielson, Moxley. Those guys beat the
1: shit out of each other. I really didn't know who was going to win. Dude, no, I
2: it, it, it was legit very compelling.
1: Didn't know. Even with commercial breaks, it was a very compelling match. What's up?
2: No, I already knew Moxley was going to win.
1: Well, it builds a storyline with MJF because MJF has been shitting on Moxley.
0: Because when MJF went to Buffalo, and he was so over with the crowd, that's when Moxley's music hits wild thing.
1: Comes out, and he's like, you're full of shit. And then... You know, like, the more I thought about it, too, yes, Moxley beat MJF for the chance Well, not for the championship. But that, but that was his first loss in AEW. It was a title was defense. for the title. He beat MJF, but he used an illegal move... To beat MJF. He wasn't allowed to use his finishing move, yes. Yes, he wasn't allowed to use a paradigm shift, but he beat him with the paradigm shift. He hit him with on the referee's back, I remember that, yeah. <clears throat> so, so, I mean, look, it, it sells
0: itself that way. You build a feud with MJF. Whenever MJF decides to cash in the chip, which may be a while, because now you have um, Hangman Page is now the number one contender because they had the Battle Royal at, uh, on Rampage. Can I say the
2: stupidest fucking thing? You just crowned some. You just gave somebody a fucking I agree. chip, and then, and then you have another fucking battle royal. Well, first day, who did not fucking know he was going to win that? If you look, if you just scan in the fucking ring, and you're just like, oh shit, look, oh, hang me. He's yeah, the only fucking notable face in the fucking thing. He could have gone
0: Lance Arthur. He could have gone Rush. He could have gone, gone, gone Dalton on- Castle.
2: Oh, I saw the fucking boys <laughs> outside. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta be fucking kidding you me. Could have made
1: somebody new to uh to face Moxley, but there. AEW I agree with you. So but they but they, they, they finally established with the chip though, because you know It's kinda like money in the bank. You yeah. can cash it in when he wants to. J F is like I have to clear it before I can actually go out there and cash it in. Like I basically just have to tell somebody in the back before I go run out and cash it in. Yeah. But you can cash it in whenever. Yeah. And I like they that. They also didn't necessarily go over the statute of limitations on it. They didn't say like, it was good they didn't for a year. Say, Yeah, it didn't say it's good for a calendar year. He can do it whatever, however. So, yes, they had a number one contendership match or whatever like that, but that's for an immediate shot at the belt. Yeah, soon. MJF man. can do it whatever. So.
2: Well, let's reward. Here's the other part. Let's reward one of the guys that has the fucking. While well, you had a fucking melee at a fucking uh, press conference, let's reward him with another title shot.
0: Hey man, look, hey, he went off script, but he wasn't uh it was that's yeah, CM Punk. You're blaming Paige for that, but that was totally CM Punk going off script Yeah, Punk but, with but again
1: the statue of limitations First thing. First. Statute of limitations on that shit kinda ran out because again, my whole thing was that took place uh what back in March? That was when the uh like the yeah. build up to March. Yeah, March or April. Here yeah. it is fucking September.
2: So but here's my whole thing too, is this is like we're gonna keep giving the fucking title to me it's just like the same fucking let's just take the six people, <laughs> and they're, they're going to keep doing well, yeah. for the time. And it's like, it's keep doing this. Start bringing some other people up. You have other people. You do. You're, there's other people. You have Miro. You're going to lose fucking Miro. Miro's going to be the next one that's going to fucking walk out.
0: You just re-signed an extension, and I think he seems to be You signed, signed the extension months ago. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean yeah, they, they will bring him no on fucking, board. Where, where is they, he? I they,
2: know. They don't do shit. You have fucking Samoa Joe. You have fucking people... You're telling me that the best he can fucking do is fucking you, this asshole think, of it that that's not. I think he's still fucking terrible. I think he's, I still think he's terrible.
0: He never got his rematch from when he lost the Punk, and I think he's fine with the belt that way. Moxley I can know, beat him. It makes Moxley. I think it makes real. Moxley look stronger. You beat Hangman Page, and then you go about doing What's whatever you do to
2: him. Fucking Moxley is the only person who won the fucking title three times already.
0: Yeah, i mean, beat Hangman Page, makes him establish, and then that way. Whenever he decides to fight uh, okay, MJF, I whether do. it be in
1: Newark, New Jersey, so at the next pay per view, I do feel like you need some new blood in there. Yes, n- technically Hangman never got his rematch, yeah. for the belt. So that's what you get him. You, you get him in there, and then you get him out, and then I don't want to see Hangman in the main in the world championship picture for a while. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah, going right. to happen. This is going to be his final moment. Puts over Moxley. And then he goes away and then Moxley does whatever he wants to do after that. Whether or not NGF cashes in at in full gear in November, we don't know. But yeah, as those, like eventually you know Wardlow and those guys are going to be in the main
1: event scene. Let they'll have their but, money. But let's circle back to that because again, we brought up Wardlow here. What the fuck are we doing with Wardlow? Dude, I think he hurt
0: himself legit at Grand Slam. I really Yeah, do. but I'm
1: talking about even before that. What the fuck are we doing with Wardlow? Dude, you He was so over after Revolution. And then we've done jack crap with him,
0: dude. What are you gonna do? Put the world title on when you have other guys in the main event scene when he's not ready for it? You put the TNT,
1: which I thought no. was a mistake to put the belt on the like TNT title. Who? Yeah, but you can get him better competition for the TNT belt. That's the thing, though. There's man. only really... so many Tony Nieces you can beat up. There's only so many triple tag team matches you can put him in. You need to make him a focal point now, with the damn the belt.
0: Now and that's are they are they hiding limitations with him? Is he a Goldberg? Can he put on a solid wrestling match? Or is he just like a power guy that needs
2: that's small when you guys him, You're not going to gonna know You put him in the ring, and you put him in ring with Danielson, and you see what the fuck he can do. You're I, not you going to know do it sooner or later unless you, do you test yeah. him.
1: But the thing is, he had momentum. He had crowd backing behind him. And now that's Dude, slipping away. It, was, it, it you, does with everybody, man. It was going to do eventually sooner or later, man. Well, yeah, but well, again, you got to strike all look, the
2: hard stuff. Look how hot Orange Cassidy was. At, at his, one point, exactly, they didn't his, his starting to slowly fade. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just like things. Like, I still think like, like tag team. You you know, they claim. I, I don't. I don't like them at all. I don't like them. Wrestling. I, don't, I don't like them at all. I think the, the tag team that deserves the most for a title was Sting and Darby Allen. One, they're, they're undefeated. Okay, you want to go there? route? out. Let, Let me tell th- you
1: something I mean, right you're now. You're the second person in as many days that have brought that up. That- Let me tell you something about
0: Sting. Uh, okay, look. Sting, Hall of Famer, Love Sting. Franchise WCW. Dude, his match that they had with the House of Black really showed the limitations of a 62-year-old man fucking wrestling.
2: True. I'll give you that. Yep. It ain't about Sting. It's yeah. about fucking Darby Allen. No, I love Darby Allen. He's good. Because they're not going to push Darby Allen to a fucking world title shot. Nah, which, I'm sorry, he deserves more than anybody else in the fucking company. Because he has been, during COVID, he was the fucking franchise. Yeah, he put on the He Marvel wrestled matches. every fucking night. He, he made that TNT title to what it was. Now, what they've done with everybody else since has done shit on it.
1: Let, let, let's go back to let's go back to all out for a because like the whole the, the, the crowning of the trio's champions, all right. We knew that Tony Khan was waiting to debut the belts until Kenny Omega came back because it was a big deal there. Yeah. But I feel like and, and granted it ended up correcting itself post Media Scrum, but I felt like putting the titles on them versus Dark Order I, I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity right there. You know, like Death Triangle with with the belts, it's not bad, but at the same time, it's also like whoa. the Lucha Brothers were already tag team champions,
0: and by Pac currently you ACC, uh, you're All Atlantic champion, so that was kind of like I loved I loved Death Triangle, I really do. I love all those wrestlers. I think they're fantastic. I was happy with them winning the belts. But to your point, I kind of thought that you know you knew they were gonna fucking put on the young bucks. And to EJ's point, the EVPs had the sway, so they're like, yeah, we'll put them on them.
1: Yeah, but I felt like Dark Order. You would have crowned new champions. it would have put different people in the main event scene. Yeah, yes, yeah. Hangman is there.
0: But Johnny's. It would have put Johnny Silver and uh, I don't know if that guy's name. I can't think of it. But yeah, you would have had those guys as champions. It would have, yeah built them up because I agree with you, Alex. New Reynolds. faces. Alex what I you. Yeah, I
1: had to think about it for a sec. Oh,
0: but yeah, so okay, so they're not champions now. But but since they've had. The trios championships, they I think they've yet to be no. defended. No. So, what What the fuck are we doing?
2: But, but how are you going to do it when you also got to defend a fucking uh, Atlantic championship too?
0: You can still do that. But the thing that was, I think they won the belts when you knew you were going to have Kenny Omega, you had the House of Black, you had these different trios, you even had the uh, you had the undisputed... First thing you is this. still have first thing,
2: first thing is this. First thing is this. Was I the only person who thought this was the fucking worst fucking decision to do? This is the worst fucking title... Since the fucking WWE women's tag team titles, it makes no fucking sense. Trios. When has that ever fucking worked out in wrestling history? Please tell me.
0: Aside from the New Day and Freebirds, I couldn't really. In general, it was not
2: trios, but it was tag team. Yeah, but when when did it fucking worked out to have a trios championship? Because back in the day. NWA, WCW had the six-man tag team WCW, championships.
0: yeah, they did have it way back in the day, But yes.
2: it was a very small fucking window because they were like, it's not going to fucking work out. Well, they had,
0: like, they brought that shit over from, like, Japan. They had, like, um... Oh, God, what's the if, well, you her
1: her
2: Japan, of They brought it from Japan. They bring it from fucking AAA. It, 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 like, ring honor. It's, it never was, like, it's ring honor. It was never, like, a focal point of wrestling, you know, the, the viewership was never, like, All there, you know. I'm fine. I'm just saying. I'm I'm fine with it. I just don't understand.
1: But they need to. uh, I'm fine with it. But again, you had an opportunity to crown new blood in the championship picture. Yeah. You know, to maybe build them to eventually go after tag team gold or go after whatever. And it's like we just keep putting the titles on the same fucking people. Like, Boxley, in a sense, made sense as the interim champion, and he makes sense as you know your current AEW champion. But at the same point in time, he's now had the title three times. I did think about that as well. I was like, man, here yeah, they both. You can count number, right? on one hand the number of champions that AEW has, and we're in year three now. It's like, yeah. you know, got to build up other people in the freaking roster. And we know it's going to be MJF's time whenever they pull the trigger on it. 100%. You know, but I also feel like we could build some other people to that freaking caliber, to that main event picture. True. Um. All right. Let's talk about the TBS championship real quick for a second. Okay. Was- because Jay, well, no, I mean, Jay Cargill is just there. I mean, granted, she's on an undefeated streak. So you have, like, two big powerhouses who are your secondary champions.
0: You have Warlord, your championship, who's just dominating. And then you have the current streak of Jay Cargill. So Jay Cargill gives you, um, dude, I don't want to say
2: anything, like, you know. She they She can't do- fucking wrestle. I'll fucking say it. She can't fucking wrestle.
0: It's kind of, like, okay, so
2: she's this
0: big, powerful, glamazon woman. She has
2: a fucking dick. Who, she's... So well, you want to say that's what you want to No, no I was going to say, I was just going to say, like... The reason she... I don't give a shit.
0: She's muscular as shit. She beat the shit out of all of us. She's a powerful woman, looks amazing, but what the fuck do you do
1: with her? How long does that defeat her? Kick her the well, they, built a, they built up that Athena storyline for so long and then did nothing no, with I it. I do not think Athena was going to beat her. Like, who's
0: realistically going to be Jay Cargill? That's the thing. Like, you can make that you into a You had to fucking...
2: Story. Athena! She's the the next most powerful person you have on your fucking roster. I was going to say maybe Statlander,
0: but I was like... I, well, then Statlander that got here. hurt. She got hurt, yeah. Yeah.
2: But still, Athena is still the one. She's she's the most powerful person. One, she can fucking wrestle. She has the the uh, top rope. And she's probably stronger than Jade Cargill. Probably.
1: Squat was, maybe, but... <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, Jade's got all those glamour muscles. But no, <laughs> like... No, like but I mean you need to build viable competition for. Her. Like is the, her to, just, is the goal to get her to is the goal to get her to 40-0? Okay, that's fine. I need to see her actually wrestle more. Cuz I feel like we go 2 to 3 weeks before she actually steps into the ring. So it doesn't make that 37 like, and 0 record like, or 38-0 record really mean much of anything. It's the same thing. So like Dynamite'll have her backstage segment with her girls
0: and she'll be talking about how badass she is. The next thing you know, like they'll have a new competitor or some Independent talent from whatever area they're going to on rampage, and then she'll defend her belt, give her another ring, and they rinse, repeat.
1: By the way, how did you
0: feel about the whole incorporation of Trina?
1: I thought that was funny because, like, I knew who
0: Trina was, but I'm like, yeah. these
1: young people don't know who fucking Trina is, man. Like, well, like, I, w- I was listening to, like, several podcasts, and they are talking about, I, like, like even freaking Simon Miller was like, I have no idea who the hell Trina well, is, whatever. This, I know who
0: she well, is. Well, we know because we, New Orleans rap, but she's not from New Orleans, but we listened to rap back in, like, the
1: 90s. Yeah.
0: 2000s, we knew who Trina was. But,
1: but, but I mean, that's also just a fucking throwaway reference. It's like... When was the last time Trina was relevant? I know, like you got Cardi B, you got uh Megan P. Stallion, you have Nicki
0: Minaj. First Trina was before
2: them. Hold up, it just goes tells you what's well, how level it is. AEW's getting fucking Trina and Action Bronson. But Action Bronson's relevant Action Bronson now now. He's relevant, but he's still. Uh, he's, I know he's, he's kind
0: of a D celebrity. A yeah. Blah, blah, blah,
2: yeah blah, blah. Hold up! Tell me! Tell me! Tell me! WWE coming out with WWE's coming out with uh, uh oh we gotta touch on with that with your shit. with your boy coming out uh, uh what's his name um uh, on WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles uh, um oh well, Bad, uh, bad Paul, Bunny oh Bad Bunny Bad Bunny and they're coming out with fucking Action Bronson and fucking Trina ah oh, fucking Bad Bunny I yeah but
1: I, I, but like again bad, Action Bronson is at least a current person. Trina, like I said, when was the last time Trina was was Thank relevant and in like, the, in the pop culture zeitgeist? Maybe twenty years
0: ago, eighteen years ago, fifteen max or oh, it's like also,
2: this is also the same uh, the same episode, uh, same show that the person that came out of uh, uh, to save Sting is the Gra- fucking fucking Muda. Great like, Buddha. Come on, but Great Buddha. Who the fucking knows Dude. Great Buddha? That that audience probably nobody. But for Great
1: Buddha is also on his retirement tour. He is. So I the fact that, that he got an interaction with Sting that was cool.
2: That. I understand that.
1: Now, granted, if he—I'm no, sorry—if he had screwed over Sting after saving him, I thought that, that would have been even me, better. That would, that's I what lost me that too.
2: <laughs> when, when, when he he didn't fuck over Sting, I was like, oh no, no, don't like this, no, no.
0: Yet, no. yet, so we'll see. They probably will on the road get through that match. That would be funny if they did it. Oh my god, I don't know if I want to see it. But, but
2: I, I, I'll give you this one with Warlo and everything. I don't think I, I think you take the person that beats Warlo. Has to be Hook. I don't think it has to be. I think it has to be because I think I think if you look how you look at Hook I think that is your future. Oh, I'm not I I can see that. And I think you want to run you want to make a badass and you want to Warlow he he's big but Hook just has that mentality like I'm going to fuck you up. He's a fucking bulldog. And you know to me it's like Put that fucking title on that fucking kid and they let him.
0: But to your point, I think uh, I think Powerhouse Hobbs is probably the guy most likely to take the belt off of Warlow. That's just what I'm foreseeing now. And who, I mean, mm. it could be somebody else. Oh, Who could get his time? But he's... he's Put a
2: fucking worker on. I'm, young. No, 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 no. Look, young. Powerhouse Hobbs, Warlow, they're nice, big, they're, but they're not workers.
0: This should be a worker title, I'll give you that it, one. I, it should be. It
2: should be. It was beginning as a worker title.
0: It started out that way, yes.
2: And then, for some fucking reason, it just <clears throat> went away. Because, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, like, Darby Allen built that shit up. Like, every week. He defended that fucking title every fucking week. then he ran week. into
0: a fucking train named Miro, and then Miro had it for a while.
2: And then, and then now it's, Didn't like... Dude, even
0: Miro had a great run with it. Yeah, for a while. And yeah. Sammy Guevara won it randomly on, like, a dynamite, which I was... Kind of okay with because it and, and, and then he proposed to his uh now ex fiance ah. and yeah, no, it's
1: great. <laughs> so,
0: but uh, I, I guess we get back on WWE we'll for a while. Um, dude, okay, so how do y'all feel about we're talking about celebrities and matches and all this stuff? And not that he's really a celebrity, but he's got 20 million followers on uh on social media fighting a certain uh head of the table at Crown Jewel. What are your thoughts on Logan Paul going up against Roman Reigns?
1: Dude, if, if anybody, if anybody believes that Logan Paul has oh, a serious chance of taking the belt off of Roman. I want to hear, I hear And if Logan Paul it. does buy some fluke thing because it's a swerve, bro, ends up beating Roman for the belt, I, I will just I will melt. I will melt, but go ahead, Ramsey. What you gotta say about it?
2: Four million. Yes. He wins a championship? Raw will have forty. Will have four million fucking views on Monday night, cause that' what he brings. Here's the thing about Logan Paul. I don't like Logan Paul. I don't care about Logan Paul. But this is what Logan Paul does. One, legitimacy. He went in a fucking ring, and he fucking boxes. Yeah, he fought with Floyd Mayweather. All right, basically a sparring session, he but he fucking he still box, did it. boxes. Boxes it was a very competitive fucking. I'm saying action. it wasn't like yeah. I've seen him in the ring legit boxer he's also a legit amateur wrestler too in yeah, he had that in high school yeah. mm. I respect Logan Paul and I respect him even more with that shot that match with Miz I, know, I respect used, him because what he does but in legitimacy yes because he's going to bring you views he's going to bring people to the table two, match no one,
1: two matches dude he killed it and he, No, not me two great matches but then to put him in the main event. I know. I get it's Saudi Arabia, it's a tra- and it's an attraction. No, go ahead. How many
2: matches... Um, how many, let's, let's talk about real life. How many matches Brock Lesnar had before he was in the championship match in, in UFC?
1: Two. Oh, in the UFC, So, yeah. Here's fucking, the thing. That's yeah. fucking Brock Lesnar,
2: dude. What? You're making his point. point.
1: You're,
0: you're making my point!
2: You're making my point! <laughs> that is a make <laughs> of... Fucking nature, but why? But what? But but also too. But why would you put him in the main event? Because he, bring yes. he brings sure ratings. he brings ratings. What does Logan Paul do? He's brings gonna bring people. ratings. But
1: if he wins the belt, no, no, oh no, no, my no. god! Is
2: it okay? What, what's wrong? No, no, no. He's no, a lot no, no. better. He's he's a lot better as a celebrity winner than fucking David Arquette and fucking WCW. Well, no, I'll give you that. Yes, but yeah, no, I'm also thinking, too, I'm there's also too. I think your thing, lines too. Like, oh my god, really? But but on. here's the thing too, though. He's a legit on-the-fucking-roster contract wrestler. And first thing, that fucking press conference was fucking gold.
1: Oh, that press conference was great. I was going to say, your tribal tribal chief brought it, brother.
2: And let me tell you something. And it all started on his podcast earlier in that week. Mm -hmm. Because I watched the podcast earlier that week. And I was like, hmm. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, "Uh, something's going to happen. And when it comes out, Crown Jewel... And then also the side note, too, is they're also trying to get Tyson Fury in for Crown Jewel also. So they made another wrestler
0: return who fought Tyson Fury. He had a return to WWE roster, which I was kind of surprised. Like, why'd you bring him back? What's his point? And I was thinking, oh, maybe they had Tyson Fury come back. When I heard the Braun come back, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Why is Braun Strowman coming back? I was like, oh. Tyson Fury. That
1: whole, I was gonna say, man, dude, he must have had to eat a shit ton of humble pie after all the shit that he talked about WWE when he got released, and about controlling his own narrative, I thought He was a blah, Mr. Blah, man blah, guy, man. and then all of a sudden now in Triple H
0: is the head of regime. Why do you bring Braun back? It didn't make any sense to me. What what do you do with him? Because he's just the monster. Who's going to realistically beat this guy?
2: Bobby, Bobby could yeah. Actually, now you, Bobby you, could. Got, you, you got you now you have now you getting big men. You got now you got two big men. Now you can build up Braun Strowman, and that's another. that's Bronco a that's realistically a number beat Roman. That's somebody that can be Roman. So
0: I was just like, but I was thinking, the, the, like, Crown Jewel, like Tyson Fury, because didn't they have a match, like, 2018
2: yeah. or 19? Yeah, they yeah. had a match.
0: So mm. I was but,
2: like. But I want to go back. To, I want to go real quick with Logan Paul. Ball. The one thing that does that, he has that one check, because he has a fucking right hook. And, you know. Roman likes to throw this weak ass Superman punt. Roman Paul, it, it legit had it to me in the boxing world and in the fight world. Yes, that has legit. He has a le- <clears throat> one shot, you know. And guess what? He said it on the press conference, and I like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm at the all table because all, all my, well. I got one shot, but also is, I have the followers that you don't. He has more people than watching him. And that's something that, hey, guess what? You put the eyes on.
0: It'll put it eyes, his viewership, on Crown you. Do I really think Lung Puzzle going to win the belt? Absolutely not. not no. Not right no. now. Because, but, look.
2: Yeah. Right now, the goals are right now is, let's get to what we're going to do. Is Rock going to be in WrestleMania? Gotta hope not. Because the right match is Cody versus Roman. That's the right match. That's that's who should take over
0: no, I agree with the 100% but also talk about bloodlines
1: and everything else but I also love,
2: I also love my idea which I think might happen too is that it could be in, and it's not the one only it's not solo too I'm also thinking what happened if Jay if Jay J, right is the one to having the it was Jay I think Jay was Jay main event Jay right mhm he starts like ah, fuck this shit and then he challenges up. And then he, because you can see that he can be that lone super, be on his own.
0: Well, his feud with Roman initially, I thought was great. I yeah. thought because the uh, Jimmy was hurt. So then you had Jay versus uh, Roman when Roman so, was first starting off the tribal chief so thing. Like yeah. the,
2: I think inside, it could be like, it could be, it could be like a two night, Roman might have to wrestle two nights in a row. Saturday night and Sunday night, you know, to Ooh, get the both be, titles uh, out.
0: That'd be a good idea, you know. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would love to see. It should be Cody, one hundred percent Cody. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know what's going to happen with The Rock. God, they're trying to get The Rock so bad.
2: I, and I, and like I I understand for the, for money and and for the for the people, I understand that. But I, it's not. I don't want to watch that shit. I don't want to watch a fifty-year-old Rock. I don't.
1: I like. It, it's just to me. We've already done the whole rock winning the belt off of like a current superstar and then dropping it shortly thereafter to another made guy. I mean, we've seen that play out with Beam Punk, and then turning it over to Cena at Mania. I just—it's it's like if, if if Rock say were to win the belt, who does he turn it over to?
2: Yeah, that's like, a who does who does he
1: do the job to? Exactly.
2: So. Uh, um... You know, you just mentioned about returns. You, uh, you got Braun Strowman returning, which was you know big surprise to me, but not because we kind of knew that. You heard it beforehand. That Brock's, re- I mean, Braun Strowman's returning. But uh, how about Johnny Gargano? Johnny Russell's oh,
0: back. Oh man, yes. we were watching the live one. Well, we were, yeah. The show. last oh, podcast, we, we were, we were, we, yeah. were. we had to stop because yeah, okay. you made mention of it because there was a show in Cleveland, which was hilarious. We we're all waiting for. Uh, For Johnny Gargano to come out. Next thing you know, we see somebody getting arrested. Oh, dude. What the fuck is this? Let's
1: talk about Dexter Loomis real quick for a bit. Because this whole thing with him and The Miz has been fucking great. Bro. That cage match with Miz and Lashley. I laughed so
0: fucking hard because the camera angle was perfect. I I, legit laughed out loud. I watched that clip. And you can tell Dexter's trying to hold his face from laughing, too. Because he's got the
1: the bulging eyes, serious, with like the... (laughs) I I I watched that clip on repeat like twenty times. A lot every time. Like and and it, it never gets old. And like I could just pull it up and start watching it again. That fucking reaction is priceless. I mean, Mr. all cocky, staring like sitting on top of the cage, like ha ha, got this one. And then all of a sudden he's looking down and there's, 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 there, underneath the ring, like staring, and like mm, like no, like dude, I, I give it up for that. I I, I do want to see where this is going to go. There but I know. mean, just the little snippets we'd be getting every week have been fucking great.
0: But then, like Dexter Loom is like choking him out with an arm triangle, and then like yeah, patting it, his patting hair. Him. I loved it. I thought it was like creepy. It's,
2: it's class. It's classic him. That' what he does. Um,
0: and the fact that he doesn't talk makes it even better to me. Back. Oh, ed- ed- Edge is back, so so yeah. we really sold that beating. Okay. So okay, we didn't talk about that either. So I don't really know what's gonna happen with that because yeah, obviously. Um, oh, dude, Dominic
2: Mysterio. Yeah, let's talk okay. about Judgment Day. Let's you want to talk, talk about, about Judgment Day? Because it all ties into well, you got a female leader thing. now. No, I think you have a, a female dominatrix. Mm-hmm. That was uh, your t- at two? yeah, two, yeah, but she's the mouthpiece well, so far we, for the we, group. We
1: we now know who Dominic's daddy really is.
2: Hmm. You don't know, no, he's mommy. That no, was his mommy.
1: no, that's
0: his daddy. No, she
2: called him mommy.
0: Yeah, I know. But I'm saying mommy and his daddy. It's funny. But it's it. okay, so you got judgment day. Dominic's finally torn away, turned went to the dark side. Uh
1: Rhea Ripley's doing a great job, man. I actually so wait, this this goes back to Clash at the Castle because you, you want to talk about maybe a slight misstep. It's Dominic causing the interference. For Judgment Day to lose the match, but then turning on his parents to what then align with the Judgment Day, that, that that to me didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird as well.
1: It, it, it was kinda, to me, it was kind of ass backwards. Just do the turn, and then when Ray's like, why, Dad, why? You kick him in the balls, and then you kick Edge in the balls, and then you walk off. Like, Well, the fact that he didn't... Okay, so he kicked Edge in the balls, but then he line his dad. Yeah.
0: And I thought that was awesome because that was a hell of a clothesline and Ray sold the shit out of that. But then you're like, okay, but I don't think I don't think Dominic's yet to really lay hands on him since then. I know I know he's got on his knees and like told his dad hit me and his dad couldn't. So but I like the where the storyline's progressing and I said I really like the fact that Ray Ripley's kind of the main mouthpiece of the group. You have a female leader, it's kinda cool. You know where it's
2: going, right? What do you think's gonna go? It's going to war games. Dude, fucking yeah.
0: Survivor Series, son. I said it was going to happen. Well, they already claimed it said Survivor Series or 2023. And I'm like, dude, it writes itself Survivor Series. Survivor Series yeah. has been boring the last but, couple of years. But
2: the thing, the, the funny thing is that everyone, once they announced it, it was like, oh, who's the, uh, the, the, uh, the tribe, it the, uh, bloodline? the Bloodline's going to face. And so I'm like, ain't the Bloodline. Nobody, because, yeah, Bloodline. Ain't the Bloodline. That. Yeah. It's fucking Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Oh, shit. With a fucking. Because uh, they're they, doing the little place that's where Finn goes up to AJ's He's like, what's going on? Like, yeah, he's been trying AJ? to be buddy buddy with and AJ. They beat the, tonight, they beat, spoiler alert, beat the shit out of fucking AJ. Okay. But, hey, you know, there, there's two people that's, you know, I was thinking, you know, got me, you know, thinking is like, okay, so there's three people, right? Mm-hmm. You need five. So like who would be okay? They had three. They need two, right? Or you know, so maybe they need you know, maybe they can have like three more people. Who could it be? Oh, there's two people that are free agents right now.
0: Oh, that's right. But they said and they were then, going to New Japan. Yeah, so. but
2: just but also too. There's also other people who said they're going to go somewhere else and then they come back to sign that. back on. Okay. Um, just like Bray Wyatt has on September on November 5th. Was supposed to be a wrestlecon and then and he's uh oh, he was advertised and now oh, he's okay. not advertised no more. Hmm, Wonder hmm, why? Because oh well, yeah, that's Joel something else. Count on November fifth. Mm-hmm. So hmm, but you got those two. you Take the good brothers, come bring them back. You put them into the fucking uh. uh into the Do fucking you put him uh, a Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Because yeah. you got him and him and them so, and Finn. Then, you, then that brings over AJ. So pretty much, you can call them the New Day. I mean, the Judgment club. Day, but it's the the Judgment Club, the Bullet Club, pretty mm-hmm. much the WWE version of it. And then you had that one team. Then you got now you're gonna have Edge. They just. Beat a fucking riddle too tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're playing suits. Okay, now you got Edge. You got Ray. We'll will Ray actually do it because we will, will he face his son? That's probably a no. But then what they're who they're facing against? You know their their feuds are going on. Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. You know so you can do like now you can start doing. It. Maybe AJ Styles not in there yet. But what happened if let's say you do uh, Edge, AJ, Kevin Owens, and let's say two builds up. And at the end of the day, they're about to win it, and then fucking AJ turns, and he's actually on fucking Judgment Day. Because we wanted that There's initially. There's so many. We wanted so many things that could happen.
0: The WWE version of the Bullet Club, but like, how would that work? It was cool because it wasn't WWE. So, but no, I mean, it writes itself, and I'd love to see that happen at WarGames. It's been
2: it's been it's been slowly brewing. It's been the slowest fucking stable to come around. But
1: well, it, well, you noticed a huge, drastic change once Vince was out of the creative position.
2: Oh. I mean, yeah. uh,
1: well, especially in the, the building and the booking of Judgment Day. Like, night and day compared to pre-Triple H, post-Triple H. So, I'm happy to see where they go with it. But you highlighted Bray Wyatt. And I fucking love the build that we've been doing because it's been very nonchalant. You just, you randomly see these QR codes the last few weeks on Raw and SmackDown or whatever like that. And just all the little subtle references, you scan the QR code, the website that it brings you to, all these little subtle references that are hinting that he's coming back or whatever. They're not slapping you upside the face with it. It's just the subtlety and all those little subtle story beats. Going back to when Dexter Loomis made his debut. The freaking crashed car in the in the back. and Was a You just see around, that in the background, yeah. background while they're highlighting somebody else. So people are like, what the fuck's going on? The Extreme the Rules trash poster. Campfire.
2: The Extreme Rules poster that has fireflies and also fucking a lantern. If you have to really look at the background, it's kind of... Mm-hmm. But they were saying that they're doing more like an investors meeting. That Triple H has said, we are now putting in Easter eggs. For the fans to, to watch now, you have to watch. You gotta watch it now so it, because it's so gotta, fucking it's, simple. It's, it's it like, writes itself. Oh, it's, it's,
0: it. Like, it's, like, it's oh god. It's what's gonna happen next week. It keeps you tuned in. Hell, no,
2: the the, but, the question is like, well, what we have not noticed is like they've been doing this since he since he took over because they've been having fucking blackbirds in in the back in the uh, uh like in in like in the backstage. Every time they do a thing, you see like a blackbird. You, you just suddenly it had been blackbirds all over. That was leading into fucking Carry and Cross. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we, no one, like, you just have to be like, oh, now, damn.
1: You this see, it's bad. like, you know, it, it gets buzz going. It gets people talking. It, 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 and that's the thing. It's those little subtle touches that can drastically improve a product. It's not like you necessarily had to wipe everything clean and start fresh. But you start incorporating those little things that then it pays dividends in the long run. Like, the fact that when we last did this podcast, the big thing we were talking about was how we've loved all these little subtle storytelling beats or whatever. But here it is now, a month later, and we're getting more and variety in how they're doing those little subtle touches. And it's like, it, it stimulates conversation. It gets you talking and buzzed and excited about the product to, again, it brings me back to those days of the Attitude Era where it's like, I have to tune in, because if I don't tune in, I'm going to miss something big. You know, like, it, it,
0: it, the buzz is, is surreal with this. Well, can you wanting to watch next week? Don't just be like, oh, I'm watching it because we're all coming on. What's the main storyline? I was so right. invested in the week before that I have to watch this week. Right. And as long as you do that, it doesn't have to be, like, a lot of times more people are like, oh, this match is coming on. Yeah,
1: matches are great. But I, it's the, ultimately the storyline that sells it. Well, yeah, because if it were just wrestling, then we would we would be an actual amateur wrestling podcast, and <laughs> we would we would fucking talk about Greco-Roman style wrestling. But no, it's it's not just the in-ring work; it's the storytelling elements that make you have that emotional investment and go along for the
0: ride. Yeah, I mean, look, since we've uh, done the show too, I mean, look, it's happy to see you have Dam. Uh, was it Damage Control or? Tag, David, team champ- yeah. champion, tag team champions. Um, now, as for Bailey, I think she's going to go after Bianca, which is the logical
1: solution. Well, yeah, no, they they announced a stipulation for the Extreme Rules match.
2: Ladder match. Did they?
1: Okay, I didn't know what it was
2: going Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Fuck that. Let's talk about they bringing back the pit.
1: Yes. Dude, Seth Rollins and Riddle are going to be a in match. the pit
2: match like yeah, this you don't the, the you, cage, like you, you don't watch fucking NXT too much but back in the day they had a pitch match. I want you to look at it. Your homework for this week is I, okay. I, match. I, I'll bring it back. Do you remember when I'm trying to remember who Camp,
1: uh, Ken Shamrock faced? No, it was Owen Hart. They Owen like Hart. Cage.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was like but that was like
1: just like an octagon that was kind of like a pit. Yeah. But it, it was something similar that, to that. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they're bringing that back for Riddle versus Seth Rollins at oh. Extreme Rules. I mean, I I don't know how I feel about it, but at the same time I'm like, it could be it could work. <laughs> Seth Rollins, I
0: believe Seth Rollins could make any match Here, work.
1: But but again, here's the thing about breathing new life into something that had gone stale. Because like extreme rules the last few years, I used to love the extreme rules concept of a pay-per-view. But at the same point in time it's like it's the same stipulations every year. Yeah. One match is gonna be a TLC match, another match is gonna be a chair match. Another match no, is going to be... It's
0: pay-per-view, but...
1: Well, no, well, no. Extreme Rules, no, to your no, point, saying, was like, all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just like the same stipulations every Extreme Rules match. Fuck. Let's bring in a fucking pit. We haven't seen that at Extreme Rules. Let's do that. Dude, I haven't seen that match
0: since the 90s. So, yeah, that's crazy. But then, uh, Randy just said you have in NXT, so I'm like, okay. So, so I have look, so
2: far, five matches are are in this, are on Extreme Rules. Edge versus Finn Balor... I quit match.
0: Okay. That must have it tonight.
2: Bianca Belair and Bayley versus a, in a ladder match. That must have it tonight. Shit, the one that I'm fucking ecstatic for. McIntyre cross strap match.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew that match, yeah, from Friday. Yeah.
2: Riddle, Matt Riddle. Finally, you can say Matt Riddle. Yes. Matt Riddle and, and Seth Rollins in a fight pit match. Okay. Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match. I can't wait for this fucking pay-per-view. That's, yeah, no, to it's me, gonna it's gonna just like, I can't wait. Because especially with Liv Morgan did after, on, on fucking SmackDown. I was Smackdown. legit concerned oh, yeah. about her tailbone, man. Yeah, she went That was, Daddy, like, she, like, at first it was just like, oh. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I like it.
0: I like it. She had a show that she's uh, willing to do whatever it takes. And, yeah, she put, uh, that was a hell of a spot that she did for Lacey Evans, jumping on the top rope on the outside, putting through Lacey through a table. I thought she hurt her tailbone pretty bad. I was like, ooh.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it was not a good week for women and table bumps. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Hurt uh, Julia, dude, on the Julia Hart on Julia Hart, oh,
0: my God. Bro. Julia Hart it, it was constantly in the alive? match. Dude, I'm hoping that if you see her this week with – I'll, I'll be so happy. I looked it up to make sure she was okay because I know they taped that uh, before I saw it on Friday night. I was like, oh, please tell them she's okay because she totally missed the table. She hit the, bu- her butt hit like the edge of the table and she la- like went behind and landed like right on her head. Yeah. I'm, I'm
2: just, it, it just, it excites me because Bianca Baylor and Bailey in a fucking ladder match.
0: They That's had a crazy. hell of a, they had a really good Hell in a Cell match, man. So, imagine what they can do in a ladder match.
2: It just, mm. But yeah, man, I mean, I feel like that strap match, though, when he brought out a strap, I was like, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, no, and, and, and that's and that is a perfect stipulation match for those two guys, two big men slapping man meat with a strap. Why not? I wasn't the biggest fan of strap matches, but there have been some pretty good
0: ones though. Like obviously, we um, were talking about the Cody fucking
1: eighty JBL fuck Cody. It. Well, that was oh, about fuck the fucking 90s. W- let's
2: talk yeah. about Dustin Rhodes and, oh, fuck who? Was it? Oh, God,
0: WCW, Dustin had Rhodes some, and. Oh. Not the, uh, the former. Uh, yeah, the, um, I'm drawing a blank on that, too. I was shit. thinking maybe the former uh, guy that was in. Um, oh, my God, I can't. Demolition? That, went to the, that, they, well, that was the untensive uh, the match that they bladed, but I thought they had a rivalry. I'm talking. My favorite strat match of all time is Savio Vegas, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Caribbean strat match. That lives up to the hype, and that got over four stars by Dave Meltzer. Great fucking match. But in general, strat matches are kind of. Eh. Well, I mean. I
1: WWE- mean. I, 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 doll collar match is a bit of a different type of thing, but in a sense, it, it is like a strap. Oh, match. yeah.
0: So, CM Punk, you know, MJF had a doll collar match. Yeah. yeah it's kind of different yeah. in a sense.
2: 94. It was, it it was my, it's not um, strap, but it was a kind of like a bull rope match. Slammery 94. Dustin Rhodes, Bunkhouse Buck.
0: Bunkhouse Buck, okay. Yeah. Shit, oh, was man. That's
2: yeah, that was so fucking
0: good. But yeah, man, I mean, dude, that's, it's an exciting time, dude. Like, honestly, you know, everybody. I was nervous for AEW for a little while, but this past week's Grand Slam really got me pumped for AEW. I'm always tuning in Dynamite. My Dynamite's my always must-see, like, must-watch show. Raw, SmackDown, I mean, I can I tune in and I watch. My time is limited, but I do fast-forward, you know, and all that. But
1: no, I mean, again, it's it's like, am I able to watch it start to finish every week? No, no because it's fucking life. But I am more invested in the product now than I was months oh, ago. Oh,
0: oh, before Triple H took yeah. over. At least I am now like turn putting my eyeballs on Raw. Even if I'm fast forwarding certain segments, I'll get or I'll get to the. I wasn't even doing that. With Mr. Man. I just gave up completely on Raw. I was like, I'll tune into YouTube
2: and get the highlights. You
1: know. Yeah.
2: Three hours don't seem like three hours no more. Yeah. No. It, it you, whizzes by. You end up the the, the last couple of weeks. Even because last week it wasn't like a. It wasn't really big, mm-hmm. like returns or anything like that. But from start to finish last week, I was like, I want more. Let's have a fourth hour. Like, let's keep it going. <laughs> that was, that, was, that To me, it was like, Raw's been like that. Yeah. And it's been fucking good. The worst part of Raw last week was fucking almost... But no one saw it because they had fucking camera problems. I'm like perfect time too. The worst fucking thing you could happen had on fucking Raw, cameras went out, you couldn't see it. Perfect. Thumbs up. It, it it just been Raw has been it's been like wow. Now I can say this. Now this past this past well oh, I even say this past Friday. SmackDown, I watched from start to end. I'm like, you go ah 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 the last couple of weeks, not including this past Friday, but you, you after the end of a SmackDown, you'd be like, "All right, let's go fucking watch Rampage," and you start watching Rampage, it's like, "Fuck Rampage off." See, and you'd be like, "It, it kind of just."
1: Whew. I feel I, I feel like with, with Rampage, granted, you do get to, you do get to see good matches, but at the same time, it. It's almost like a one-off. It's a one-off show. It's like, yes, we have Dynamite that pushes storylines and everything. And every once in a while, we might see a storyline pushed on Rampage. Rampage is almost treated like an afterthought. You need to actually start having more of those story beats being
2: told on Rampage to get people to care. And you have to be careful not to, on fucking Wednesday and Thursday, on Friday, not to fucking read anything. Because you're going to know the fucking outcomes by Friday, because it's all taped. It's only very the day before the pay per views, like that weekend. That's when it's only live. I know. Much. I know that
1: they were saying one of their goals going into the next year is to try to do more live rampages. But again, at the same point in time, you can't yeah. treat you can't treat Rampage like your glorified see um, AEW dark or whatever like that.
2: Going into going into Grand Slam for Friday. Smackdown. I was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm hyped. Oh, we're going to have rest. I like, you, yeah, like about nine o'clock. All right, let's, See, let's I go. I feel that way about Let's it. go. And then started watching it. And I was just like, mm. and I, I, it started like, okay. Well,
0: hmm. okay. mm. can't say about this past week. Cause it was two hours and it was still at all the rest the stadium. I thought, I'll watch both. Hours. It don't matter
2: where it's at. It, it just, it, to me, it's like, it, it did, when you, no go, when you go, when week. mother- you go, motherfucker, did you watch tell. SmackDown? Because SmackDown was like this; it got you on a roller coaster. And then when you start watching AEW, I'm sorry, it it start because I kind of knew who all won the matches because it was fucking taped. Oh, so yeah, when do you that. start, when you, yeah, that's the problem.
0: I don't, really don't I don't want to know the matches. Why would I watch? Well, it's kind
2: of hard know. when you're trying to look up something and then you fucking see the results. It's on all. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So then you start kind of knowing the results, and then it just. Yeah, they're great matches, but sometimes they just... Like, placement on the cards is... It's just like... It, yeah, it, 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 it's... It,
1: like, like granted, Dine, or, or Rampage was a good show this week, but I do get your point where it felt disjointed at times.
2: Yeah. And
1: it, I mean, like... Granted, I like peaks and valleys in, in my shows sometimes because it's like, alright, he gives you a moment to kind of breathe, to, like, digest the moment it, and it then just, move on, but... Yeah, like smack it, down To your point, it, it was a crescendo, or it was building it got, to a crescendo, and it
2: just got, it just kept going. Like you had your high moment, and it, it's like a roller coaster. It was, it was, it brought you peaks and valleys. And then you also was like, too, it's like White Rabbit. What's going to be the next clue? What's going to be the next clue? What's going to be the next clue? And then when you get to fucking AEW, it's like, all right. Like to me, it was like this. I thought this. This was the mum This is what I thought going into, and I was like, it should not be, it should be two hours. It should not be called Rampage. It should be called AEW at, after dark. And have it at nighttime. Yeah, have it from fucking, from, from fucking nine o'clock to eleven o'clock. And, cause, first thing, you're only getting fucking 500,000 viewers. The first, this past Friday, the first hour was 600,000. 600, this is how, this is how I'm gonna say the, the, how bad they their, place, their matches were. First hour, 650,000 uh, viewers. Second hour was 500,000 viewers. They lost 100,000 viewers. It just... Dude, again, Friday night,
0: eight, nine, ten, that's late, and it's Friday night. So I get that you're getting half the viewership you would get on a Wednesday night when people are home. So mostly, most of your demographics usually home. So I mean, I understand that And the East Coast add that it it, make it it's even later. That's probably more viewership is going to be in the Eastern time zone.
2: Yeah, but so, here's the thing too. But they're they're used to watching sporting events that late. You gotta remember NBA finals go into one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Yeah, it goes on the West Coast. Everything uh, goes late. They they like we think oh it's late, but eleven o'clock New York time is fucking early in New York. It's not late. I, I don't buy it. I, you I, don't buy it because you live in the central. You kind of we
0: are spoiled. But the numbers are backing me up, but you're getting half what you would normally get. So, like, I don't, I don't. Being after SmackDown, I thought was a bad decision to begin
2: with. If I'm being oh, honest I, with it, you, it, it, I hmm. should, it should never be after. But look, if you're gonna get five hundred thousand people, make the fucking five hundred thousand people. You're it's it's gonna be like your NXT. Fucking do it. NXT, you, NXT has higher viewership. It's on its own day. I say do it on Thursdays. Do it on Saturday. Mm. Do it Saturday mornings. Go back to the old uh, old Saturday morning concept.
1: You know? I it, think you're losing d- more people doing that, honestly, Saturday morning like that. It's not the business. I'm not the- saying Saturday morning. And I get that on the occasional Saturday you're competing with UFC or you're competing with boxing. Now you're competing or, with college football. Or right now you're competing I with college so you football.
2: Do it you do it in the morning before all that shit starts. Cause you're not competing against boxing, you're not coming, to, and you just have like a morning park. If it's gonna be an hour, put it in the fucking morning. You can put it on a Saturday morning, like
0: back in the I'm day. I'm not gonna completely give up on Rampage, although I rarely do watch. Although I did watch this past week, I need to start watching, and I probably will start. I'm not watching giving
2: it. up on
1: Rampage, but I again, I feel like Rampage they treat it like a glorified dark. And it's yeah. like I get using it to it, it, like exhibit other superstars and stuff like that, or some of the lesser known superstars. But make that one match. Like, you have an hour to fill. Make that one match, and you can use two or three other matches to build storylines or continue storylines from Wednesday.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think the issue they get into is that because they tape it, you don't see a lot of that spillover for the live crowd that has, that's actually there Wednesday. It's like, we just saw the guy wrestle, and now he's coming out and he's wrestling again, and he's fresh, quote, unquote. Mm. Like... So, it needs to go back to being, or they need to figure out a way to do more of them live shows.
2: Yeah, it just, you, yeah, that's the problem where you have, you gotta start, you have to start doing it. You have to I start don't know live think if they can keep it
0: alive, but that's how feasible it is, money wise. Long, just long. You gotta rent the building out, and then you got people, how many people you are gonna get coming to a show that's out on Friday at, what, nine o'clock? You know, you're not gonna sell as many tickets, it's not gonna look as good. It's a tough one to buy. I don't know how you do it. You gotta change the night, change the time setting one or the other we'll see
2: you, you start you, you can start doing different things you don't have to always how you call it uh um uh, do like like build like you don't have to have like a big ass fucking building to do it you can just just have it like it's like do a house show but the last hours But will fucking... your ticket
0: sales compensate for your production costs, uh, running trucks to the city? Like that's what logistically, that's where you're gonna run into trouble. So and that's also where, if you're.
2: Remember when I said? Remember months ago I said, both WWE maybe AEW needs to start doing the concept like NXT and doing like having one place have your sh- have certain shows every week where you can know you can have an audience comes in daily place. Have fucking rampage at Daily pace. Oh, it's your home fucking town. Do it at Daily Place. Yeah. If your fans are gonna come out, your fans are gonna come out regardless. Do it at Daily Place.
0: But then you gotta worry, like, okay, then that's shipping your your talent. Tell them, hey, we want you to work a light schedule, but hey, man, now you gotta go ship to Jacksonville on Friday. You you're you working a Kurt, lot of things.
2: Kurt. How many fucking of the wrestlers on fucking both WWE and AEW live in fucking state of Florida? Yeah, a lot of them do. Like, 90% of them. Very few live outside of Florida. Not even that, but, like, fuck, even some of
1: these WWE superstars that were constantly, like, in this city one night and then in a completely different city all the way on the opposite side of the country the next night. Yeah. Like, y- y- you, can, you can make that work.
2: Like, they only work, WWE now only works three nights a week. If you're on Raw, you work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. If you're on SmackDown, you work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Done. I mean, AEW you just work on fucking Wednesday. Uh, okay, but the problem the problem with AEW, and I'll, I'll keep saying I'll keep saying this till I'm fucking dead. They don't have enough hours on TV to put all the talent they have on air, and that's when, that's a problem. You, well, you know, well, like. AEW Rampage. Let's just say what it is. It's the third hour of fucking of of dynamite, yeah. and it should be on a fucking Wednesday. Just do the three night do the three I, hour I, w- I was
1: about to say, do you do you make a do you make dynamite a three hour show, and you keep Rampage as you keep Rampage on Friday as a one hour deal, but you use that three hours on Wednesday to significantly build the storylines. And if you want to keep rampage as is, is like a glorified showcase of, of like a dark or a dark elevation. Do your
2: dark, uh, yeah. do your dark and dark elevation right there. Yeah, and then you can do away with. You, you can still have it on YouTube, but right now you got national eyes that don't want to go on YouTube to look at them. There's things that, that can. I, I just think things can happen, change. It's. I keep saying it. I think they need to be three hours on Wednesday. They they don't have enough time. They need more. They need more hours. on think there. It's four hours for AEW to air their talent, where WWE has five. No, they not have including seven. NXT. They have well, seven because they they're using. Not
1: including NXT, they have five.
2: True. Okay, they have five, but they got seven because they're blending all their talent into NXT half the time now. And now, this NXT 2.0 is fucking over. And the black and golds coming back.
0: Well, oh, so now I'm getting sad. I'm looking at the time right now. We're at 150. Almost two hours. I feel like I touched upon it. I
1: wanted to, unless y'all. Well, I was you know. gonna say we, we we had about a month of content that we needed to kind of go. Oh no, over. I knew going I into this. was gonna be two hours. I well, knew. I think the fact that we contained it to two hours this is kind less of two hours, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm fucking give myself a pat on the back. Yeah, you
0: should too. Should. I know. I was like, wow. I knew. I knew it was like okay, because we had a lot.
2: There were a lot of things we didn't hit, and there's but we're we're gonna we don't have to hit on it.
0: No, we can always touch upon it next time. We had a lot of but, major but beats. But
2: I guarantee you, next show, we're going to have a topic. And that topic's going to be, what What would you have done? So it's kind of like a game, but it's not a game, but it's going to be that kind of game. So it's going to be like, what you've done, I'm going to have a bunch of topics from past, like incidents, incidents or scandals, and it'll be like, how would you book it or handle it Okay. From yeah, Monday we'll talk off. Now. We'll talk yeah. off air how you want to play. I already y'all. Text you you texted me the scenes, yeah.
0: but I want to, we'll, we'll get into it.
2: There's going to be all different right. things. We have different things. And then uh, also um, won't have a date yet for it, but probably it's going to be, I'm going to talk to these guys off air, but probably November. We're going to have a game show and we'll probably they even wanting to do a game show, and I have I have some content. I got some. I've been working on to get in some things. So I just have we have to pick up a day. I have a day in my mind, but we we just need to talk to see if we can get everybody together and do it. And, yeah. And,
1: okay. Nah, I'm, well, I'm always game for the fun stuff.
2: Always game for the games, baby. I just need to make sure my date adds up in my head and everything, because I think it would be yeah. a great date. So, well,
0: awesome, man.
1: Yeah, no. I was gonna say, looking forward to it. I know, uh, I know. Some some of us in the group were maybe ready to, ready to go off the the deep end with uh, just everything that's going on in life right now, and, and with work and everything else. But, uh, dude, man,
2: this is fun. I have, I have.
1: Wrestling's fun, and there's nothing better than getting together with your boys and well, I the what shit you about guys, wrestling. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm-
0: I don't go out anymore, so I mean Jesus Christ, like yeah, the only fun time I really have is just hanging out with you guys
1: doing this. Oh man. Dude, TNK, we're we're gonna help you get a social life. Man, oh no, buddy. it's all good. We're, we're gonna work on oh, it. Oh no, dude. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast. I know that this isn't coming out as uh fast and furious as it had in the past, but you know what? Like I said, shit's happening. Life fucking comes at you fast. at some Roblox, but uh, we'll get
0: things back up. I promise. We're not gonna be like this. You know, other podcasts that go away for two months and then. No,
1: no, we'll we'll get it out there as uh, as best we can. We appreciate you. That was that a me and Kevin's podcast? No no, 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 you no, 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 no. Sorry, I was, fat, got, bam, I was doing the uh, two months.
2: Two months uh, never came back.
0: No, I was. Really jabbing at uh, something rustle a little bit? No, no, no.
1: <laughs> Received. Nah, oh, no, dude. I, I love doing this with you guys, and uh, looking forward to doing I more. I jab
2: myself on it because it's funny. No, I wasn't doing that, but yeah,
0: but no, uh, absolutely, guys. Stay, t- stay tuned. We'll uh, come back next week. We'll do an Ramsey saying what ifs, which I'm looking forward to, and then after that, we'll do a game show, which I promise will be a lot of fun. Keep listening. We'll keep creating new ideas. And there's some other ideas I wouldn't mind revisiting that we did that we get, think we can do a little bit better. So we still have a lot of content left to give. I promise you that. Oh, one.
2: you're saying yeah. you're, uh, um, you you want to redo your uh, uh your episode? Oh, no, not at that one. No, i was well, talking about you like absent? <laughs> have you absent? I'll have. You know, <laughs> it's already past 20 years,
0: so I can't do it. We already hit the 20-year mark. We're still on the 20-year mark. No. I'll talk off air about the one I want to redo. So, uh, but for now, I'm TNK signing off. Ravishing Randy, thanks for tuning in.
2: Uh, Rampage Ramsey.
0: We're out. Yep. See you next time.